go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this 24th day of November. Friday on the front porch. This is the horn, headon.live. It's where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room, the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, holidays accepted, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And if you are listening live, feel free to pop by the chat room. Uh, that you will find their early arriver Squeaky and moi as moderator. I won't be doing much moderating, but well, here we go. Uh, you, but yeah, come on by, say hi to Squeaky. Squeaky's waiting for you. And uh, well, uh, it, it enhance. Your live listening experience, yes. And if you uh, do happen to be listening, whatever time it is when you listen to the podcast, thank you for being a part of the Horn Family Community Congregation that way. And in that sense, uh, well, again, hope you enjoy your experience. And please like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave a comment so people know that this little program, almost 20 years in its in, in its duration, is uh, out there and uh, fostering a conversation. Hi, I'm Robin. It is Friday on the front porch. Uh, pardon me, my voice is a mess. Um, I don't know if it's some upper respiratory thing or uh, just, uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know, but my throat's kind of trashed, uh, and it's not because I was, like, screaming all day yesterday or anything. No, thank you for the... I, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving day, uh, however it was that you spent it. It was a quiet one here. Uh, I, did a, I did the world's smallest turkey breast and uh, made the uh, homemade iron skillet dressing and some uh, baked sweet potatoes. It was and and the dressing and the gravy was what it was all. And I made for dessert. I made tiny little individual uh, banana puddings with those chessmen cookies. And uh, of course, the ones the, the the ones that I served for Annette and me had. You know, the chessmen have all the different uh, 
Pepperidge Farm Chessmen cookies have all the different chess pieces on them. So uh, Annette and I, for dessert, each had a tiny banana pudding with uh, a queen on it. Hey. Uh, but I hope you had a wonderful uh, feast, however and wherever. And uh, so, lo and behold, the way it always works out, there's a Friday on the front porch after every Thanksgiving. And, well... We'll see what's going on in this great big jumbled, mixed-up world in which we find ourselves. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, however, and this program is no different. So, that being the case, uh, we say thank you to our 24th and 23rd day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you, Samson. And thank you to Josh. Uh, thank you to David in Oregon, uh, a member of the Fraternity of Davids. And uh, uh, thank you to uh, our, our pal at Mellow Moonlit Meadow, our Latin scholar who checks in when I screw up. Thank you to Lou in PA. Um, and thank you to our anonymous, kind Internet friend, who got us down to what is now only $850 for a fundraising goal. And maybe we could actually get completely caught up because, let's see, blows my mind, but, well, I mean, November's going to end a week from yesterday. So if we got caught up, we'd be in pretty darn good shape going uh, toward the end of the month. Um. Let me see here. Oh, uh, uh, hi, Reverbo. Reverbo asks, did you have a turkey last night? How did you cook it? Uh, Annette found something really handy, and so we tried, since it was just a very small breast, um, we did it in the crock pot. And let it, you know, not with a bunch of liquid around it or anything, just a very little bit. And since it was like a 3.5-pound turkey breast, it was done in all three, four hours on on low in the in the slow cooker, and it was uh, it was really quite tasty. Uh, I will do that as soon as I'm off the air, Randy Radar. That's a great idea. Thank you, uh, Randy, telling me to take three tablespoons of elderberry syrup and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C and one zinc tablet. Uh, fresh out of zinc tablets, but I got some vitamin C and I got some elderberry syrup, and I will do exactly that. Probably, yeah, it it probably it, it can't hurt and it may help. Um, and mainly it just seems to be a you know a throat thing, and it, I don't know. Well, I knew that had to happen, and who better to do it than Brother Deacon Ace? Stop telling us about the small size of your breasts, Robin. How? Leave the curls out of it. Um, but no, it was small, so we uh, put it in the crock pot. Um, you know, McCormick's makes that Montreal uh, Montreal steak seasoning. Well, now they make a Montreal chicken, and it reminds me very much of a Penzi's blend. That's probably where they got the idea. But I, I uh, coated it well with the Penzi's, and I know this is going to sound nuts, but it really worked out. A little bit of or just a tiny little bit of orange juice, you know, maybe a half a cup or so in the bottom of the slow cooker, and 
put in the turkey with the with the Montreal chicken spice on it, seasoning. And then uh, a, a, pa- a pouch of, get this, French onion soup mix. Same stuff you use to make French onion dip. Yes, there's mayo involved with that. No, there's no mayo involved with the turkey. And then on top of that, a can of whole cranberry sauce. And like I said, it went for about four hours. It was succulent and tender and wonderful. And it's not so much that you can't, you know, that you wind up throwing a bunch away. The only thing we won't be having, because it was just the little small breast, I don't know why I keep saying that, uh, is uh, I don't think there's enough there to do turkey carcass soup. Doggone it. But that's okay. Because, you know, yesterday was Thanksgiving, and now we've moved into the time of the leftovers. And like, as it seems to be with everything out there, Whatever you make is better the second day. The iron skillet, the iron skillet the, the dressing, having rested overnight, oh, it reheats so beautifully. A little bit of gravy, you know, the whole gravy and cranberry sauce and turkey and all, just all around. Oh, had it for lunch. Probably have it after the program too. Uh, but that's enough of that. Uh, hi, Irish Dave. Irish Dave in the uh, chat room. Here in about, oh, 50 minutes or so, we will fire up the uh, Friday on the front porch uh, space. There's a button over at headon.live that you can use to, if you can't just go to Skype and get in, you can use the button at headon.live, push that, and it'll carry you over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves, uh, wherein we keep the Extraordinary Ordinary Roundtable around which we gather each and every Friday to cuss and discuss the uh, issues of the week. So I I hope, uh, feel free to jump in. If you can't manage the Skype whole, the, the whole Skype thing, there's also the uh, the stress line, 844-843-4676, 844-the-horn, and that'll get you in there, too. And I should add, uh, if you do want to help out getting us down to uh, 850, knocking down the 850 bucks, uh, you can use the PayPal button at headon.live, or you can use the Patreon link under the Contribute tab, or the U.S. Postal Service, the horn, PMB 318 Beckley B E C K L E Y W V 25801 and please make checks and money orders payable to Robin R O B Y N Kincaid K I N C A I D because we're we're changing our banking and with my name change and everything it's a bit of a huh, a mess. Uh, thank you, Chris, for getting us started. We are now down to 8:40. Thank you, Chris, so very much. And uh, uh, Ralph's is offering a $25 challenge. $25 challenge for Judge Ngoron's reply to Donnie. It went Nero. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's not taking it lying down. 
nor is the Department of Justice. Uh, but in this case, Justice and Goron responded to uh, the direct lawsuit against against him by providing a signed, sworn affidavit listing all of the death threats and the anti-Semitic attacks and the various and sundry inappropriate garbage that Nitwit Nero, with his stochastic terrorism, has subjected Justice Indoor on to. And hopefully that will be sufficient to support the reimposition of the gag order once uh, once the full intermediate appellate court hears it. And then there's the DOJ. Uh, yesterday, Cecil Vandevender, who is assistant special counsel for the Department of Justice, gave notice to uh, the Circuit Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit saying that the gag order there needs to be reinstated during the civil proceedings in New York. So that's kind of a double-barreled whammy. Whammy, whammy, whammy. And and an employee at the New York State Unified Court Systems also provided information of the hundreds of threatening and harassing voicemail messages which have been directed toward Justice Ngoron, who is overseeing the civil trial, you know. And and, and particularly his clerk, who is just a civil servant and has no specific particular status other than being an employee of the court. So, a couple of bad days for him. And the D.C. Circuit is looking at the gag order imposed by Judge Chutkin and uh, whether or not it's okay. I know, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Whether it's okay for Nitwit Nero to attack Jack Smith, uh, the entire Department of Justice, um, and potentially the witnesses who will provide the direct sworn testimony in the, in his trial uh, once 2024 arrives and we get underway. That memorandum was provided as a result of a request by the D.C. Circuit for evidence of ongoing threats and harassment. And if you ask for it, you'll get it, as the D.C. Circuit found out. Uh, One of the messages to Judge judge, Justice, I'm not sure what the proper uh, form of address is in the New York trial courts. Uh, One of the messages says, 
trust me, trust me when I say this. I will come for you. I don't care. Ain't nobody going to stop me either. Oh, dear. Has a bit of a twang to it, doesn't it? Uh, then there was the message that called the uh, Judge and Goron a dirty, treasonous piece of trash snake. We are coming to remove you permanently. And so uh, the, the prosecutor, the DOJ, said uh, all of this is the kind of countervailing interest that merits reintroduction of the gag order. Pity it's not a real gag. Tennis ball and little duct tape would do. The messages received by Justice Ngoron and his staff every day has created an ongoing security risk for the judge, his staff, and his family. The implementation of the limited gag order results in a decrease in the number of threats, harassment, and disparaging messages that the judge and his staff received. However, when Mr. Trump violated the gag orders, the number of threatening, harassing, and disparaging messages increased. And of course, alongside that, there's the fact that, well, as we discussed uh, a couple of days ago, there's a new proto-fascist government, proto-fascist president in Argentina. And lo and behold, Julius Geezer's staff has announced that he will be traveling to Buenos Aires to visit with his young fascist protege. Uh, what's his name again? Javier Mirey? Because Nitwit Nero loves him author- some authoritarian fascist dude bros. But what I found interesting is that it has occasioned a bit of a conversation on something that we were actually, here we are again, so far out ahead of the curve that it's like we're on straight road. Um, namely, we were all curious here when he was arraigned, Nitwit Nero was, as to what the conditions of his bond would be. Namely, uh, would he be forced to surrender his passport as a former president? Reckon not. And it's another case of uh, some defendants, all defendants being equal, but some defendants being more equal than other defendants. Sorry about that, George Orwell. But it is... It is how it is. A guy, an American citizen, more is the pity, they should have, they should have kept his grandpappy in Germany. But never mind. A man who is under 91 criminal indictments in four jurisdictions, several of which are federal in nature, will apparently be allowed to go toddling off to Buenos Aires 
to play footsie with a with a, with a younger fascist. I don't have and you know Steve in New York the uh, and, and and billable Rick you know the legal brain trust here at the Horn are, are free to weigh in, but I feel rather confident in saying that something on the order of ninety nine point nine percent of criminal defendants would not be allowed to travel beyond the territorial confines of the United States, I feel pretty confident that a lot of defendants in, say, the state of Georgia, remember what Scary Jerry said, uh, Florida, Florida prisons suck, but we, 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 we actually get scared about Georgia prisons. I feel fairly confident saying that a criminal defendant under, say, 18, 19 felony counts in Georgia might not even be allowed to leave the county, let alone the state, and God knows not the nation. Oh, but he's a former president. We can trust him. He'll come right home like a good boy. Uh, so, yeah, he is receiving special treatment. Of course, the maggot team is having a conniption about the potential gag order. The gag order appoints an unelected federal judge to censor what the leading candidate for president of the United States may say to all Americans just weeks before the Iowa carcasses. No court has ever upheld a gag order on core political speech at the height of a campaign. Just yesterday, the New York Appellate Division stayed a similar gag order against President Trump's core political speech. The unconstitutional gag order in the D.C. case should be speedily reversed. And who really gives a damn if some maggot domestic terrorist takes out a court officer here and there or an employee, right? Of course, a lot of the slurs and the vulgarities he's using are just that, slurs and vulgarities. Akin to yelling fire in a crowded theater. And then there's this. Sometimes, sometimes one is more interested in the headline within the overall zeitgeist than in the body of the article itself. Now, we all know that uh, Nitwit Nero is four years younger than the incumbent president of the United States, Joseph R. Biden. Right? Yes. Nonetheless, we get this, and, and it. I guess you could say that this story... Is its justification is under some sort of rubric of civic education or information about how government works, but I don't think it's the I don't think that that's why it is as it is. Uh, you you tell me. It's from Business Insider. 
And the headline reads, tell me what you think. What happens if a sitting president dies while running for re-election? I mean, I, I can take a pretty educated guess at the upshot of part of it. It's well, I mean, if the sitting if a sitting president dies while running for re-election, the vice president becomes the president of the United States for the remainder of the term. That's simple enough. That's Twenty Fifth Amendment stuff. But here's the bullet points for the article from Business Insider. Joe Biden turned 81 years old on Monday. Well, shame on him. What a bad political choice that was, turning 81. He should have just lied and said he was turning 79 instead. It's a milestone for Biden, but it also prompted fresh concerns about his age. By whom? Some people, Fox News style handbook. Business insider claiming his age has been a thorny issue for the president. You know what? Every birthday is a good one. Because it means another trip around the sun. Recent polling showing voters are concerned about his age ahead of a tough re-election campaign next year. Dude gets on a Peloton every day. Nitwit Nero can neither spell nor pronounce Peloton, let alone get near one. Good God. And, And why does recent polling show voters are concerned? Polling is a reflection of people's attitudes, and those attitudes are often shaped by the media they consume. So with Emery and Marveline sitting there parked in their matching barca loungers in the ballerina Swan Lake Country Club and trailer court, and Fox News bludgeoning them daily, Joe Biden's older than dirt. Joe Biden's so old he farts dust. And never pointing out that Nitwit Nero is, well in far worse health. That's what shapes those uh, concerns about his age. Oh, and by the way, uh, of all the things you don't want to read after you've just had, say, dinner or lunch, here's one. And it it could be that dinner in the... You know, post-Thanksgiving dinner in the Eastern Standard Time Zone is in jeopardy at this point. But Mary Trump, the niece of Nitwit Nero, and probably one of his most devoted sworn enemies, appeared as a guest on a podcast with uh, Kathy Griffin. Or Kathy Griffin appeared on hers. It matters not. But in discussing her interactions with Julius Geezer, Kathy Griffin noted, and if you look up the video clip, there's just this look of 
uh, uh, you know, ooh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth on Mary Trump's face. When Kathy Griffin describes that being in the nearby presence of Nitwit Nero, he is enshrouded in a miasma that is a melange of body odor and the fragrance from cosmetic products. Just kind of let that rattle around in your noggin for a minute and see how long it takes for you to turn into that green emoji from your phone. Body odor and fragrance from cosmetic products. Because it's really hard to get cosmetic products that aren't fragranced in some way, and for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Because for those of us who like fragrance, and I'm one, we want to smell like the fragrance we put on. You know, whether it's women with perfume or men with cologne or even aftershave. That's why it always seemed kind of contraindicated to put fragrance in, you know, deodorant. But also in cosmetics. So it's if you, if you can imagine something along the lines of, oh... A, a floral, a, a light floral aroma alongside fermented old fat dude sweat. Yeah, I'd say I'd say dinner in the Eastern Standard Time Zone's pretty much trashed with that. Yeah, but there, you know, just a little something for your nightmares. But Business Insider points out that yes. Uh, President Kamala Harris would be the President of the United States. Interesting to have an article like this at this time of year, what with the Kennedy assassination anniversary out there. Basically, the uh, author at Business Insider saying that it would probably precipitate a struggle uh, within the primaries for the nomination because, well, Kamala Harris would have to, she would become the not, uh, the presumptive nominee. But others might jump in as well. You know, we've already got Dean Phillips out there because the world is just clamoring for Dean Phillips. And then I saw I saw a post on Instagram earlier today from a benighted soul saying that uh, he'd be casting his primary vote for Mary Ann Williamson. I, I, presumably because uh, she'd be able to, like, use crystals and, I don't know, levitate the hostages remaining... In Gaza or something. I don't know. Several states already have had filing deadlines pass by, so that would complicate the, the primary process. 
But, of course, this is all just the rankest speculation driven by a disinformation campaign that suggests that Joseph Biden is in worse physical health at 81 than Nitwit Nero is, all (laughs) six feet, two inches, and 215 pounds of him in his bra uh, at four years younger. I feel fairly confident saying that Nitwit Nero probably, that there's a good chance, Nitwit Nero doesn't even make it to 81. Whereas I feel no lack of confidence whatsoever in Joe Biden making it to 86 or 87 or 90. One of the sleazy things that Nitwit Nero did uh, in uh, f- what what is it Fort Dodge Iowa is that a place in Iowa uh, Zed TJ tell me uh, he was uh, he was at a Clavern rally there where uh, he said that the happiest man in the world must be Jimmy Carter. Because next to next to next to Joe Biden, he looks like he was a great president. Yeah, he did this within days of the passing of Rosalind Carter. But Jimmy Carter will wind up being the longest lived former president of the United States of America. And I think it has to do with something, and I think it's so important as we age, being active, you know, whether it's getting out and taking a walk every day or getting on the, getting on the treadmill or the exercise bike or what have you, you got to stay active. And Joe Biden has, and Jimmy Carter did, he and Rosalind both, with Habitat for Humanity. And it's going to take some doing for another uh, another former president to outdo Jimmy Carter in terms of longevity. Maybe even Joe Biden. But uh, nonetheless, business insiders out there pushing the narrative that he's so old he's about to die. That pisses me off. And the article, speculative it is, as it is, it's a, you know, if that happened, some states might postpone their primaries and expand mail-in voting as happened during COVID-19. Well, that'll, that'll cause another torrent of galumphing objections from Nitwit Nero. Don't vote by mail. Don't vote by mail. Yeah, he tried that in 2020, and look how it worked out for him. What, seven million fewer votes than Joe Biden? What happens if a sitting president dies while running for re-election? Well, I think an equally valid question is to ask what happens to the Republican Party if Nitwit Nero shuffles off this mortal coil 
after he is already the nominee of the Republican Party. Well, the parties have rules for that, too. There's a rule for everything. So, but I guess that's what we're going to see from now now until next November. He's so old! Hey, nitwit Nero, do a push-up. Do just one push-up. Do, you know, hell, do one chin-up, and we'll even let you do it with your palms facing you. Not the hard way. Yeah, (laughs) that would be... That would be fun fun to watch. But again... Uh, that old bag of uh, that old sack of sins it has to get through four felony trials and perhaps see him uh, see his supposedly vast financial wealth uh, disgorged in New York. Thank you, Henry. Uh, Henry just met uh, Ralph's challenge, and so we are now down to 790 bucks. Thank you, Ralph, for the challenge, and thank you, Henry. And thank you, Christopher, for getting us started. Uh, special treatment. Uh, Cynthia in the Bay Area says Trump is definitely getting special treatment of the most favorable kind, but don't you know, if Trump gets back into the White House, you and I and a lot of members of the Horn family will be getting special treatment too, except I don't think we'll be liking it so much at all. Uh, Cynthia, I know, I know. You know, if you really just, if you if you happen to be any sort of member of any sort of marginalized community, all you got to do is go and read Project 2025, courtesy of the Heritage Foundation, and it's got everything except mandatory tattoos for marginalized people in it. Uh, Cynthia continues and says Trump's plans. And for those voters who are so super concerned about inflation in the economy, I'd just like to know what they think inflation in the economy are going to look at like after Trump orders his 10% trade tariffs on everything we import, along with deporting all the undocumented workers who pick our produce and pack our meat. Do they really think everything is going to get cheaper? What's that line again about fools and their money? Yeah. And and speaking of uh, migrant workers who pick our pick and grow our food there's so might as well say this I uh, you know it's it's the Friday after Thanksgiving so there was no uh, there was no Jehoshaphat it was Jonathan Lemire uh, anchoring the coverage this morning which I rapidly found out was almost exclusively Israel, Gaza, Hamas, hostages, hostages to be released, etc., etc., etc. All morning long. Couldn't uh, couldn't get away from it. If 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 uh, the multi-limbed amorphous aliens from Norblap Nine had suddenly arrived in parking orbit around this here little blue-green ball hurtling 
uh, through the universe, and and their fir- and their first impression of us was generated by American news media. You would think that there was no inhabited place on planet Earth except the Mediterranean Levant. But one thing did catch my attention. And that was that Hamas released, was it 12 Thai nationals from custody? And just because of how my brain works, my first thought was to, you know, scratch my little noggin and go, well, I mean, so a group of Thai tourists were visiting southern Israel on October 7th? I mean, it's... it's not outside the realm of possibility, but it seemed kind of weird, right? But then I dug around a little bit and I found out why there were Thai hostages that were taken by Hamas. It's because the Israelis use migrant labor to tend their fields. And the first thing I thought of, of course, was, uh, say, Indonesian and Pakistani migrant workers in places like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. You know, when they, when, they, when, when they land there, they get their passports taken away from them, and they become indentured servitudes, uh, ser, in, in, in indentured servants for the duration of their <clears throat> stay. Don't know quite how the Israelis do it, but yes, it turns out that those uh, Thai nationals were migrant farm labor on one of the kibbutzes. that were attacked by Hamas on October 7th. And I just kind of had a little, well, how do you do uh, kind of moment? Yeah, just because all these years, you know, the, the, the narrative has been of, you know, the Israelis making the garden, making a garden bloom in the desert. When, just as with the United States, all the blooming seems to be created by Migrant farm workers. And I guess a place like Thailand is a fertile place for recruiting. With people who hope to make their lives better by going somewhere else. And Hamas announced that, in fact, releasing the Thai nationals was not part of the hostage swap. It was just Hamas realizing these people don't have a dog in this hunt. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
And I thought that was curious. <laughs> Back to Nitwit Nero exercising. Lee in New York says, one push-up? Why not walk down a ramp unassisted? It, yeah, that, he could face plant just doing that. You know, he gets a little tilted from the lifts in his shoes. Trust me, in heels, ramps are a little bit more of a challenge than in flats. Uh, mandatory tattoos. Lee asks, was that a, was that reference to Project 2025 meant to be a Nazi reference to the concentration camps? Well, yes. Because if, if, if the people behind Project 2025 get their way, marginalized communities will find themselves... Uh, marginal, marginalized to the point of erasure. Uh, Lee pointing out as well that uh, not only is Jimmy Carter the longest-lived former president, he's also the longest-married president. President. Imagine Nitwit Nero willing to stay in the game in the same marriage for 77 years. Please stop laughing. Yeah, not laughing. Good Lord. That's, well, hell, 77 years, Lee? He couldn't stay in it for 25. Remember, he cheated on his first wife with his second wife. He cheated with his second wife with his third wife. And he cheated on his third wife while she was pregnant with a porn star or two that we know of. Dear God, I guess protocol would say you had to do this. Thanks for letting me know, Ralph. Dinner's really taking a whipping uh, on this day after Thanksgiving. Melanoma has been invited to Rosalind's funeral. Face palm. But again, she was nominally a first lady. And so you kind of got to let her, you got to invite her, I guess. It's the Christian thing to do, I suppose. Yeah, you're right, Flavio. Jonathan Lemire this morning kind of reminds you of 1980 election and the Iran hostage crisis, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Non-stop drumbeat. Only at least they were our hostages. They were, and, and there are some, they are, there were some, there are some Americans among those held by Hamas. At Lou pointing out, 12 ties and one Filipino. American farmers use cheap, often illegal labor and are rapidly depleting limited watersheds, series of articles in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. There was an absolutely chilling article years ago now about the depletion of the aquifer that's under states like Iowa, Kansas, you know, breadbasket states. And there's really no recharging it. Uh, Yeah, thank you, Ralphs, serving as the cities in Iowa Horn Ad Hoc Research Department uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. Yes, it is. So, well, yeah, it was Fort Dodge. It was Fort Dodge. And Ralph's providing an ew, gross, to the whole melange of 
body odor and cosmetic fragrances. Uh, Quip by Kathy Griffin. Lee, on the other hand, with a slightly different take. Nitwit Nero's cologne choice, eau de toilette, and secret documents. Uh, Lee asking, uh, bad joke, question, what happens when a sitting president dies? Lie him down. Lay him down. Yeah, um, preferably with his shoes on his feet pointed in the right direction. Was it was it uh, was it old Nelson Rockefeller that uh, checked out whilst in Medias race, and when the authorities arrived, they found him uh, seated in a chair with his shoes on backwards. Was that Nelson Rockefeller? Um, David in South Carolina stand says, uh, subject line criminal, I feel certain that if under indictment and I threatened a sitting judge that I would promptly find myself sitting in a South Carolina jail cell. I, I think any of yeah, anybody, it's a, there's, and, and I don't think they would take some broad interpretation saying, well, you know, he's just saying it should happen, not that he's going to do it. And at the very least, any of us would be hailed into court with an apologize or else ultimatum. Uh, Lee pointing out uh, obligatory Star Trek Thanksgiving reference from Charlie X. Kirk, on Earth today, it's Thanksgiving. If the crew has to eat synthetic meatloaf, I want it to look like turkey. Lee noting, your meal is probably better than what was planned on the Enterprise. I don't know. Those food replicators look pretty competent. So there's a, there's a lot... There's a lot more out there than just Israel and Gaza. About those workers, Flavio says... Since that day, nearly a month ago, October 7th, more than 7,000 of some 30,000 Thais, 30,000 working in Israel, have returned home on government evacuation flights, but many others have decided to stay, choosing to take the risk for the opportunity to to earn wages far higher than at home. Thailand reports that at least 23 Thais are believed to have been abducted by Hamas, which rules Gaza. It's the largest single group of foreigners held by the militant group. Many more may be, may be missing, and 32 have been reported killed. Because they were w- willing to risk it all to try to improve their lives. It's moments when you realize the lengths to which people will go in just the attempt to better their existence. that it becomes crystal clear how utterly horrid the behavior of the anti-immigrant fascist right wing is. 
sure. Kick out all the illegal aliens and see see what happens on in fairly short order on your grocery store shelves. Things might become considerably harder to find in the store, whether it's poultry or pork or lettuce, cabbage, onions, carrots. Carrots are divine. You get a dozen for a dime. It's magic. I see their golden skin and I hear violins. It's magic. But yeah. And so imagine being one of the two dominant political parties in the United States and the beating heart of your policy positions is how much you hate people who work their asses off day in and day out. We're the party of working people, not all of them. (sighs) And the courage. The courage, the just pure, unadulterated courage of people who leave their home to better their lives. Leave everything behind. Imagine walking. Walking. From El Salvador or Guatemala or Honduras. Walking. To the U.S. border. With not a damned thing but the clothes on your back and a few things stuffed into a backpack. Your average maggot can barely can barely get from the Wally World parking lot to the buggy corral. Walk a third of the length of a continent in a in a in a, in a dream of freedom and safety. Only to find that you've gone from the frying pan into the fire? But sure, that's who the, that's who the maggots hate. Tells us a lot about them. It just does. Okay, I'll have a look in a minute. Uh, Nelson Rockefeller, thank you for the link, Ralphs. Uh, TJ, uh, noting uh, from out Iowa way, Fort Dodge is real, but I call it Fart Dodge. Wonder why. I was found, that's an interesting aspect uh, of some Midwestern accents. I remember noting uh, when I was much younger, because of all my ear, I have no I have no ear for music, but I have an ear for speech and dialects and accents. Uh, there was an a, there was there was a a, a a 
portion of the Missouri accent, uh, like southeast Missouri, eastern Missouri, where uh, just as Pittsburghers have a hard time saying a long E and it gets turned into a short I, for instance, the grocery chain there, John Eagle, E-A-G-L-E, pronounced Eagle, or that hated football team on the far on the on the on the eastern end of Pennsylvania, the Eagles. Well, in in that portion of Missouri, and maybe the dialect is going away. I don't know, but people have a hard time pronouncing or. And uh, as evidenced, and, and I remember it all these years later, uh, someone talking about uh, baking potatoes, this is pre-microwave, and saying, don't forget to fork the potatoes. Fork the potatoes. And no doubt, if she referred to that place, she too, TJ, would have referred to it as fart dodge. Not even trying to be... Humorous. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of uh, a movie about that, Flavio says. A Day Without a Mexican from 2004. But I wanted to, uh, well, this is just gross. But... Where'd it go? Uh, let's just say, uh, you remember, uh, dang it, hold up, open you little bastard. I had it saved here, and it was replaced by a Black Friday ad because, well, it's Black Friday. A former lawyer for the Nitwit Nero camp, a woman by the name of A.J. Delgado, is suing uh, Jason Miller, former Trump aide. The lawsuit, well, uh, the lawsuit alleges that Jason Miller is exactly what you'd expect a former Trump aide to be. And he's a perv, according to the lawsuit. A.J. Delgado, in her lawsuit, says that Jason Miller... Um, raped her 
because I don't know. Rapist dudes are drawn to other rapist dudes. And it's not the first time Jason Miller has been alleged and found to have been a perv and a predator. It was 2019 in a federal court in Florida when the judge there ruled in favor of a, of, of a publication, a platform called Gizmodo, and a reporter named Catherine Kruger. Jason Miller had sued. But the court said that it was a true and fair representation that the article presented when it noted that Miller had put an abortion pill in someone's smoothie. Yeah. And he admitted he paid for, I'm sorry, paid for hand jobs. He took a, se- a selfie outside a storefront front with a with signage that merely re- read Asian massage. Re- recall, please, that Jason Miller is a devout evangelical. He was the senior campaign manager. He's. Uh, apparently had two affairs with a stripper and a co-worker, got both of them pregnant while his own wife was pregnant too, and secretly slipped the abortion pill to the stripper without her knowledge. This, says Jason Miller, is a hit piece by the, wait for it, liberal media! Right. One of the things that I've learned over the course of about the last three years, and a friend of mine told me, she said, I don't care if it's a can of seltzer, a can of beer, or a mixed drink, or whatever. You can't leave them sitting around anymore, Robin. The bartender will happily put your drink behind the bar till you come back from the restroom. And it's true. Apparently, it, it, that primary concern was, you know, getting roofied. Waking up all sticky, broken, confused. But apparently, with Jason Miller, you're not. It, it, he, might, he might just uh, abort a patient, Jeff. But as an evangelical, he opposes the uh, women who use the RU four eighty six of their own free will. They just never stop being disgusting. And, by the way, did we see Dolly Parton's performance at the, at the Cowboys-Washington uh, Commanders game yesterday? 
uh, granted, the Cowboys handed the commanders their ass. But Dolly was the entertainment at the halftime show. 77 years old. In a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit. And gorgeous. I mean, wow. Inspiring. But this is America, and America can't have nice things or nice people. And of all, well, when Dolly performed, the anti-vaxxer COVIDiots swung into action. Uh, with uh, one COVIDiot saying uh, that she helped fund the Moderna shot and changed her famous song Jolene to vaccine and called those who wouldn't get it cowards and chicken squat. Those comments were made by a, a nobody, some singer named Brad Skistimus. Over on the web, uh, uh, over on uh, Leon Scum's trashy website, I think there's probably a vaccine for schistimus out there. You go to the schistimus cutoff and you get out of your car and cut off your schistimus. All joke, sorry, but no, the co- yeah, I get a lot of people have a soft spot for, her, but she's no better than the rest of the big pharma shields. Right. The schistimus went on to say, A lot of people have tragically ended up severely injured from the Moderna COVID shot you helped make happen. No, they haven't. That's just a damn lie. Yeah, Ralph's nodding. Oh, my God, she was great. She was great. And she's the same age as Nitwit Nero. And four years younger than President Biden. Harrison Ford is the same age as President Biden. Saw a photo of him, I don't think it was Photoshop, saying, I'm the same age as Biden. Old dudes rock. Yeah. And so, uh, A.J. Delgado uh, doesn't hold anything back in her lawsuit. Her her pleading state that she was subjected to uh, a cycle of sexual coercion, rape, sexual assault, abuse, battery, sexual harassment, and sex trafficking. Uh, meanwhile, Jason Miller, history has shown a pattern of conduct by Delgado simply intended to harass my family while wasting the judiciary's time and resources. Well, you know what the judiciary deems to be a waste of time and resources is for the judiciary to determine, not Jason Miller. 
Oh, don't let the don't let the little woman waste your precious time, Judge. No, we'll hear it. That's okay. Among other things, the suit papers say that he hired her not for her legal skills, but specifically for her looks. That he had an assistant creeper her social media and found a picture of her in a bikini. You know, because a woman can't pose in swimwear for a photo because the male gaze is everything. And he flirted with her, and she tried to dismiss it. And then everything went to hell the night before Nitwit Nero debated Hillary Clinton in Las Vegas in 2016. He plied her with alcohol at Las Vegas's Tao restaurant and a strip club. You know, that's not the first reference to Republicans hanging out at strip clubs. But do you remember? And, you know, he's reformed now, so. But do you remember... When Michael Steele was running the Republican National Committee, and it came out that the young Republicans were partying at a strip joint on RNC money. Yeah, me too. So Jason Miller invited, well, insisted that A.J. Delgado and another woman go back to his hotel room with him for a <clears throat> debate prep session. <clears throat> and then the other woman quietly disappeared at the urging of Jason Miller. The suit goes on and says, Delgado, who had an extremely busy day and had had very little to eat, was inebriated, nauseated, and felt unwell. The next morning, Delgado awoke in the bedroom portion of the suite, partially dressed, with her jumpsuit hanging around her ankle, what appeared to be vomit on the side of her pillow, and one of her high heels on the bed. There was evidence that Miller had penetrative sex with her in her hotel suite, relations that were not consented to by Delgado, and Delgado was fully able, unable to consent to any sexual relations. And then it went on and on and on for two continuous months at the Vegas Trump Hotel, at the Trump Golf Report Resort, you know, the tacky-ass golf motel at Doral, bedbug, the bedbug motel. Uh, and she thinks that's where she got pregnant. And then at his apartment in Manhattan. And Miller refused to use protection despite her protests. She had no choice but to feign interest out of fear that rejecting Miller would have disastrous repercussions for her White House job and even for any position at all within the general Trump orbit. And that's where it becomes problematic. She was worried about her job in Trump world. And, but it's still not, it, it's still not, you know, not victim shaming. But this is the guy who this is the, the the campaign manager for a guy who goes around telling the snake story. Yeah. Uh, back to Dolly for a minute. Another another uh, uh, anti-vax idiot said 
Damn it, I have one of those soft spots for Dolly, and I'll still love her music, the songs. But she now moves toward the don't respect column. It's a pretty big column, but we need to know this is cultural warfare, and silence is not an option. Yeah, now do Kid Rock shooting beer cases with a an AR-15. Another paranoid, dead-ender hard case said Dolly is a propaganda puppet who's doing what she's programmed to do. Old Dolly, the original, would have never bought into the government-sponsored mess. She's just one of many paid propagandist shills now. Of all the people on Earth to accuse of not being... Authentic and independent. Uh, yeah, that ain't Dolly. Not at all. Uh, so I am firing up Skype. Uh, Jeremy uh, is in the uh, Skype chat in lieu of Roger, who's got stuff going on. Uh, go ahead and connect, please, Jeremy, so that we can have the back porch, too. And there we are. How's it going? Uh, hold on. It's gonna, uh, okay, I'm not properly connected. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, doggone it. We'll get there. There. Check it in. Okay. Hey, Kevin, hang on just a sec. Guys, hear me? Uh, I'm trying to get us connected. Okay. Uh, somebody talk to me. Testing. Okay, yeah. Okay, took me a minute. The old connector cable is getting older and... More finicky. Uh, how are you this evening, Kevin? Oh, fine as frog stairs, you'd say. <clears throat> how are you? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, had a nice, quiet Thanksgiving, and uh, now I'm trying to figure out what's making me, uh, you know, the, those more pregnant than usual pauses of mine are as long as they are because it's me sneezing my full head off. Oh, you got a cold? I don't know if it... It, it it's some, something uh, kind of a little sinus headache. I don't, could be changing the weather, pet dander. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I thought I was coming down with something uh, Wednesday, but nothing happened. I didn't feel good in the morning, and then I went to work, and I was during a work day. It kind of like dissipated. But um, feel okay now. I just got I just got back in the car. I was from a grocery store. Uh, Pretty busy day, as, as you can imagine, day after a holiday. Oh, very. And right now. <laughs> and neither rain nor sne sleet nor snow nor day after Thanksgiving shall keep you from your appointed right, rounds. Yeah, right now I'm in the free for all known as the American parking lot, American uh, retail strip mall slash shopping center parking lot. 
Also known, every, every, also known as the amateur, ahead. the amateur version of the Joey Joey Chitwood Thrill Show. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking my life into my hands every time I go to Wally World. How's it going, Robin? Oh, uh, hey Ben, how are you? Oh, not too bad. I had a pretty nice Thanksgiving yesterday. Good. Anything special, or who did the cooking? And oh, we all pitched in. Nice. As a team. Um, they did something today for the first time that they've never done before. They had Black Friday football. Yeah. Um, how did I, I forget who was playing. Uh, Miami and somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. The the fish were playing. I'm sure that made uh, – yeah. yeah. Didn't Scary Jerry say something about uh, that when we talked on Wednesday? <laughs> I love this. Uh a friend just sent this along. MAGA, we don't trust the vaccines. Also, MAGA, wash your turkey with hand soap. Oh, oh God. God. Well, I seen an interesting tweet today on Twitter from Republicans against Trump. <laughs> uh, the, four, the four that are left? Uh, somebody, somebody said, is it? Boy, is it Trump corrupt and and crooked and and uh, criminal? And I, I I replied, well, is it pretty much all the GOP crooked and corrupt right now? Isn't that the pot pot calling the kettle black? Right. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, that whole party is out there right now. They're just uh, they can't decide on anything. They they want to run this country into the ground. You know, I was listening to a podcast on the way home. Uh, uh, Chris uh, Hayes had Rachel Maddow on at some place in New York, uh, I don't know, early in the week or whatever. And uh, she talked about her book there, Ultra, you know, that, that podcast she has about the Nazi problem in this country uh, leading up to World War II and, and the 12 men that were on trial, they all got off because the judge died. But, they, I mean, not 12. They were trying to, they, they were going to kill, literally kill 12 congressmen, like in 1940. And they. Oh, where'd you go, Kevin? Man. I got. Tried to kill 12 congressmen in 1940, and I didn't get another word after that. You know what gets me, though, what a lot of people don't know and realize, is there are racist people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, my father was a perfect example. My father was a lifelong Democrat, and he was a bigot. Ford was like a huge, huge anti-Semite, and he had a, a paper on Dearborn, Michigan. Okay, we're apparently having connectivity issues. I don't know if it's on... Uh, Ford, apparently, which I never did. I can hear you guys. Can you guys hear me? Well, uh, Kevin, it's Kevin it's keeps... Just Kev it's just Kevin. It's just Kevin. Thanks, just Jeremy. Kevin. Jeremy, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was quiet. Just me, my nieces, and my parents. But other than that, it was nice. Nice. So, uh, 
uh, did you guys hear about the uh, F-35B that was taken off the other day from an Air Force base and uh, the pilot was trying to land it because something happened and he had to immediately eject out of the plane because it crashed when he was trying to land it? No, I missed that. Yeah, they, they said it's been happening a lot lately with that model. Well, the F-35 is is proof positive of what happens when you try to make something all things to all people. It doesn't. It, it, uh, what I think. What does what does Charlie Pierce call it? The flying Swiss Army knife. Well, didn't one make... of the most most advanced fighters in the world. But uh, the last time that the military had a joint strike fighter was the F four Phantom, and this is the first time since that model plane that we've had. A, Joint Strike Fighter were to where the Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps all have a different different model of that their aircraft. The F thirty five B that's the mil- that's the Marine Corps model. That's the one that can take off like a helicopter, like the Harrier. Oh, okay. Well, I uh, I saw an interesting story coming out of Axios. We might because we've talked about this in the past, and it's provided a little bit of Schadenfreude. Jerry Falwell Jr., remember him? Remember Becca? And Jerry sitting over there and, uh, you know, uh, all roped up with the you know, ball gag in his mouth while he watched the pool boy do Becca? Yeah. Uh, he has uh, sat down with an author named Tim Alberta. And, of course, he is no longer the head of Jerry Falwell U., otherwise known as Liberty. But in talking with Tim Alberta, he said straight out what people have suspected for years, namely that his daddy, Jerry, founded Liberty University as nothing more nor less than an institutional arm of the Republican Party and that being a Christian university Spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ was a bunch of baloney. And in fact, he uh, in, 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 uh, in interviews, he specifically called out his brother, the Liberty Chancellor, Jonathan Falwell, and said that uh, his, his brother is blowing it by surrounding himself with honest people and not making Liberty a... a, a, a boot camp for culture warriors. Speaking to Tim Alberta, he said, that's exactly what my dad didn't want to see happen. You see, my dad didn't have the money back then to hire people who were honest and competent, so he typically had to choose one or the other, and those are the people who were still around when the school became prosperous. And uh, speaking to Axios, Tim Alberta said that what uh, Jerry Jr. told him will rock the Liberty community to its core, not just because he's antagonizing his brother, but because he's speaking difficult truths about Jerry Sr. and America's leading Christian university that have long been strategically concealed. Yeah. So it's just another fraud. That's all. Your Jerry Jr. sounds a lot like a... Henry Hill, by the way. Oh, does it? They all, they all, somehow that happens a lot.
And I'm sorry, I, but 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 maggot tears are both uh, are, are are sweet and copious. This is fun. Uh, good Christian girl Jenna Ellis, who got thrown under the bus by the Trump campaign, has now endorsed Ron Monkey Up DeClantis for president. Because while she has seen the light of day about her former boss and God Emperor, well, it started badly when she entered a plea because she didn't want to go to prison for her God Emperor in the Georgia case, and then got worse with the endorsement. What's hilarious, though, is she says, I see the MAGA leftists are out trolling my mentions and completely melting down because I endorsed Ron DeSantis. Did you catch that? The MAGA leftists. Find me one. It'll be like, I don't know, a coelacanth. Well... I got something interesting for you, Robin. What's that? Did you guys hear what Trump said on Twitter yesterday? Oh, you mean his Thanksgiving message? Yeah, he said, Happy Thanksgiving, even to all the haters and losers. Uh, oh, it was so much more than that. Here, let me do it with the uh, stupid accent. Um, take me just a second. That pops up quickly. I mean, no, but no one should be surprised. It's just, I mean, it's typical. It was basically a list of insults. And uh, maybe this is a good sign about uh, some of the media. A lot of them aren't reproducing it in whole. Yeah, but the New York Post will. Happy Thanksgiving to all, including the racist and incompetent Attorney General of New York State, Letitia Peekaboo James. He's, he thinks he's so clever with that. <laughs> Does he think he's going to get any brownie points with that? Who has let murder and violent crime flourish and businesses flee. The radical left Trump-hating judge, a psycho, Arthur Ngoron, who criminally defrauded the state of New York and me by purposely valuing my assets at a, quote, tiny, unquote, fraction, you know, tiny, like my hands, of what they are really worth in order to convict me of fraud before even a trial. It wasn't a conviction. It was merely a finding of liability. The man is in a, in, in a, in a multi-hundreds of millions of dollars lawsuit for his very supposed fortune and he doesn't understand that he's not being convicted or seeing any proof and used his politically biased and corrupt campaign finance violator chief clerk Allison Greenfield to sit by his side on the bench and tell him what to do and crooked Joe Biden who has weaponized his department of justice believe me 
his Department of Injustice against his political opponent and allowed our country to go to hell and all of the other radical left lunatics, communist, fascist, Marxist, Democrats, and rhinos who are seriously looking to destroy our country. Have no fear, however, we will win the presidential election of 2024 and make America great again. That went out at 2 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. Wow. No. The more he opens his mouth, I think the digger, bigger hole he's digging himself. I, I, th- I think you're right. Problem is, I is, wonder if that was a scheduled tweet or if he's actually sitting up, you know, uh, with his hairdo down, looking for all the world like Igor in Rocky Horror. And thumbing madly away. Or is this just something they put together earlier in the evening? Yeah, good good question there. It's but my concern is are we gonna get a conviction before the election next year? That's what I'm worried about because I feel like the clock's running out on that. The time frame, because there's a lot of states now that are saying that if he's not convicted past a certain date, they'll have no choice but to put him on the ballot. Oh, he's going to be on the ballot, Pen. That's yeah, really but, not an issue. Because that would be a state-by-state-by-state state thing. And the time, you know, like, for instance, in Colorado, the ballot has to be finalized by January 5th, 2024 so it can go to the printers. So he's going to be on the ballot. Now, uh, the things that really matter in the real world, um, John Oates has broken his silence about the lawsuit between him and Daryl Hall. He posted a Thanksgiving message yesterday saying, during this time of communal reflection and connection with loved ones, let's not forget those experiencing challenges globally. As we come together, consider reaching out to support those in need, whether through local charities or international humanitarian initiatives, may our collective efforts contribute to a more compassionate and supportive world. Well, it doesn't really tell us what's happening. And apparently the lawsuit, based on insiders, is a question of who can... Uh, who can uh, who can perform which songs and who gets paid yeah uh, it's, so, scary. It's, it, wow. it's just scary all the things that are going on in the world right now living in uncertain times yeah and we don't we don't need Holland oats uh, hating on each other. No. Dog on it. But I guess, I guess, I guess Daryl Hall's kiss is not on John Oates, though it's his lips right now. Damn it.
And now that he's been uh, pilloried worldwide as the anti-Semite that he is, Leon Scum has now declared that he will go. Yes, he will go to uh, Israel to kiss the ring of Bibi Netanyahu. I wonder what kind of deal Trump made with Yahoo to to take the focus off of him and the media and put the spotlight on Israel. Oh no, I don't think that's what it is at all, Ben. I, I until until I learn otherwise, I will continue to suggest to speculate and suggest that all of this is was ginned up by Pooty. Like I said, it's got his fingerprints all over it. Think Pudi's the mastermind behind everything? Not behind everything, but behind this, because you know, old KGB spook that he is, he understands the political, social, and cultural dynamic in the United States to the extent that he understands that nothing will fracture Americans more quickly than issues regarding Israel. I, I think there's probably a greater split in this country over Israel than there was over COVID-19. The hell? I think that's that our... An aunt? I think that's that was our, an aunt. Amber alert on my phone. Oh, okay. Sounded like the EBS test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. And by the way, uh, anybody else wanting to jump in on the Friday on the Front Porch conversation, you are welcome to jump in. You'll be uh, happily included in the conversation. Trump Trump may be on the ballot, but he may not be able to take the office because of Amendment 14. It's 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 a self-executing deal. You can't, you can't change it unless you bring the House and Senate together to to cure the disability, yes. Right. That's the only out. Within the 14th Amendment, yes. But if you read, um, for instance, the opinion from uh, the judge in... Colorado, the trial court judge, she said it was a political question, and then she and then she twisted herself into pretzel knots, trying to say that yes, he fostered an insurrection, led an insurrection, but no, that he uh, he's he he was the president, not an officer of the United States of America. I think the president is an officer of the United States of America. Well, he holds an office. That makes him an officer, does it not? Right. That's right. So I have a feeling, though, that with the makeup of the Supreme Court, and perhaps if the if the Supreme Court wasn't even as nasty as it presently is, they would still try to find a way to not interfere with the election. Because I think it, it, they're afraid. You know, Flavio said something similar. Uh, he said, I think the American judiciary is just afraid of him. 
And by comparison, Flavio said, it makes me think of all those brave judges in Italy who put their lives at risk to take down the mob. And some of them died as a result. But the mob got taken down. And we all know Nitwit Nero behaves like a mob boss. Something else Flavio pointed out. I want to I want to give props where they're due. I didn't realize this. Uh, the uh, the fascist who was swept into power in the Netherlands, Geert Wilders, Wilders, don't know. Uh, on a, an anti-immigrant platform, oh, he's a nasty little racist. He's a fascist. Dude is. His mama is Asian and Muslim. So that makes him half Muslim, too. Oh, there were a lot of Indonesians that stayed in Holland when Indonesia became independent. Yeah. And among other things, he dyes his hair blonde. That's not his natural hair color. He dyes his hair blonde to look less Asian. Okay. So, you know, scratch around scratch around inside inside fascism. And, you know, you'll always find racism. You'll always find uh, hate. But you'll also find self-hate and self-loathing. He, he might, may have got enough votes to get in, but... He, he doesn't have enough votes to make a government yet, and who's going to join him? <laughs> well, the uh, the the leading the the party next in line that had previously uh, run uh, the Netherlands has said, "No way will we form a government with that man." So that's a good first step. He may, he may, he may have won the won the largest plurality, but if other parties join together in a coalition, they can keep him from getting power. And his party, the fascist party, that, that well, he, uh, they they bark and grunt. The Netherlands are not an Islamic country. No Islamic schools, Qurans, and mosques. You know, one thing that I. That I've been hearing, though, Robin, about next year's election, mm-hmm. there are a, they said a very small number, and when I say small, like maybe seven thousand Democrats and uh, three thousand Republicans that are questioning the legality of the 2020 election, and they're saying, I don't know if I should vote next year because I don't know if I can trust the system anymore. Well, I, what I saw, I saw earlier today. I, I mentioned this post from someone on uh, Instagram talking about Marianne Williamson. An article in the Nation with a headline: "What Marianne Williamson is polling just as well against Biden as Nikki Haley is against Trump." Well, I mean, okay, but that's. Isn't that damning with faint praise? Yeah. I mean, she can't see Trump from where she is, and neither can Marianne Williamson. 
right? And I, I just looked at it and was like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Here we go again. The 2016 purity, uh, purity wars are back. And I hope I'm wrong. But it's creepy. No. We can just get one person to beat him in the primaries. That would be a relief. Well, I mean, yeah. she's bound. To, she's bound to have to drop out. You know, look, Bobby Kennedy, uh, rotted FK, started out as a Democratic candidate for president, then realized he was going nowhere in a hurry and rapidly became an independent. And and that may have been, I don't know who drove that bus, whether it was the anti-Trump Republicans or, but now it looks like the the polling numbers are such that Rotted FK is actually drawing more votes away from Trump than he is from Biden. And honest to God, I cannot imagine, uh, I mean, years and years and years and years ago, they referred to Jerry Brown as Governor Moonbeam. If Jerry Brown was Governor Moonbeam, what, is Marianne Williamson's uh, 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 crystal sister Marianne? Not, oh, yeah. Not goon, got not gooning on crystals. I got a couple of them sitting here because I like rocks. It's time for a tonight's Star Trek reference. Guess who was her classmate? Oh no, who? Brent Spider. Really? He's, he said she's a nice lady. She's fucking nuts. Yeah, that 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 seems that seems about about square. Literally said that in an interview when they were doing Prepared Season 3 in the outtakes on the podcast. Nice lady, fucking nuts, wouldn't vote for, for anything. I mean, no. it, any, any of the, any, anyth- anything other than a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Donald Trump. I don't know why that was so hard to explain that during the general election of 2016, but some people absolutely refused to learn it. Um, and look what we got. And the stakes are even higher now. A big part of this problem now is the um, Israel-Palestine thing. They've got the Yimkins spouting off stuff like um, Biden's a genocidal maniac. And they're blaming him for this. And they're spouting off the same anti-Jewish tropes we've heard for years used against Israel for what's going on. Yeah, war is horrible. It's a horrible thing. But they're going to use that excuse to vote third party. I've seen a lot of videos, and I know social media should be taken as, you know, entertainment at best, not really news. But I've seen a lot of people saying they will vote third party no matter what, even if it's Biden and Trump against each other. Which, again, any vote for anyone but Biden is a vote for Trump. They know it, but they won't vote for him because of what's happening in Israel. Because right. Biden hasn't stepped in and crushed Israel for it. Or Biden hasn't done enough for Israel. I mean, it's it's truly... It, it, I hate it for him because it's it's truly Biden's Kobayashi Maru. Right. But again, it's the same anti 
Semite-type shit we've heard for years against Israel is what they throw around now. And they're repeating without knowing – they're actually repeating history again. It's the same shit over and over again. Yeah, it's it's that old saying – that old saying goes, history has a bad way of repeating itself. Well, as the saying goes, it doesn't uh, – it doesn't uh... – it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Holy, there you go. Uh, back to Dolly Parton for a second. Same age as Nitwit Nero. Same bra size. Oh! Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know, fa- self-hating fascist uh, Lou NPA points out, uh, Boris Johnson in the UK has some Turkish heritage. Of course, naturally. Thank you, Cat. In Ohio, thank you so much, Cat. Uh, we just got down to uh, $740 to go in fundraising to, for a community made miracle this evening. 740 bucks, and uh, it's not an offer. It, it's not a challenging offer per se, but I, I received a correspondence. I got an internet. It's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. God, he's never going to go away, is he? That old no, no. What was his name? Senator from Alaska, Stevens, was it? I got an internet this morning, but I got I got a, a kind note saying that because this iPad is pretty much at death's door, and it's how we do Friday on the front porch. This individual said that they would provide the cost of it if we can do the rest of the fundraising. So that's basically uh, an offer to cover the cost of an iPad if we can just get caught up all the way to today, and that is $740 away. So thank you. Thank you for the offer. Actually, it's not a bad deal because a made-on person is less than an iPad. is. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, well, uh, the idea being that they are cheap for Black Friday right now. And it would be wonderful to, because I've had to I've had to bail out on Fridays that we could we could have gone much well. Let's see, my conversation with Dan Fisher this past Tuesday. Uh, by the time we did, you know, we 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 did some extra and carried on until about ten minutes till nine Eastern time. Uh, the iPad battery was at eight <laughs> percent when we disconnected. I'd also like to say shame on you, Robin. It is the dinner hour on the East Coast. I just got done eating dinner, and after thinking about Trump's bra size, is a little revolting at this point. Yeah, but honestly, Jeremy, when would it not be? Never, but you picked a lot of time to bring it up. Oh, I mean, true. But then again, it was, you know, that remember that photo of him in the, in the, in the sweaty white polo shirt after a rousing game of golf? Where he was sitting at a table, and the first thing that he was still ostensibly pre, uh, president at the time, and the first thing that came to my mind was the guy in charge of our B-52s is a 52B. I always thought that was a lot funnier than maybe, yeah. um, but I agree. I agree. It's it's revolting. You remember in. Um, what was it? Was it the first Austin Powers movie where Austin was trying to keep himself from, well, you know, and he, and he starts muttering, 
Margaret Thatcher naked in a snowstorm. Margaret Thatcher naked in a snowstorm. Margaret Thatcher naked in a snowstorm. Hmm. Naked nitwit Nero serves the same purpose. You know, one of these days, that man's going to realize that he's not wanted in this country. Oh, but he is. I mean, there are, you know, roughly 30% of the American electorate that think it would just be fine and dandy. Yeah. If, because he, he would enable the hate that, that, that fuels their sad and sorry existence. By the way, Arnold wrote in a few minutes ago, uh, Dolly looks so good for her age, just good in general, and she's like the best human ever. Yeah, let's have all the world religions just make Dolly a saint and let her know now. Uh, Dolly probably donated more to the COVID funding shot to, to make the vaccine than Trump's ever donated his whole life to charity. Well, I th- I, yes. I mean, she's donated so much in so many different uh, her liter her literacy program because she remembers what it is to grow up under hard circumstances as she did, you know, in Appalachia in the hills of East Tennessee, and she walks the walk and talks the talk. I, I uh, you know I, I saw her I saw her in her Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit yesterday and it's like what is what is your workout routine publish that Dolly and maybe she did in this recent book I don't know uh, Arnold said of Nitwit Nero and his two a.m. Uh, tweets phone in one hand dick in the other he gets confused between which one to jerk more. Well, it's a, the the Friday after Thanksgiving is really tough to, tough this year. It's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to look at that reheated uh, reheated dressing and mashed potatoes. One of the things food porn I'm looking forward to is taking the mashed potatoes. You, know, you get them good and cold, and you patty them out and fry them in butter in a skillet. Oh, those are heavenly. Like I need the carbs. Did y'all know that India, India, yes, India, because they too have a fascist asshole for a leader, Narendra Modi, uh, was trying to run an assassination plot in the United States? Y'all run across this? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. This is via the Washington Post. Uh, There is an an American slash Canadian citizen in this country named... Gurpatwant Singh Panun, and he is a Sikh separatist and lives here. And the Biden administration told the Modi government, we have intelligence that says that Modi's fascist government was, in fact, a part of a conspiracy to kill uh, Gurpatwant Singh Panun. 
because he leads a group and it's based here in the U.S. calling for an independent Sikh homeland. National Security Council spokeswoman Adrienne Watson said day before yesterday, we are treating this issue with the utmost seriousness, and it has been raised by the U.S. government with the Indian government, including at the senior most levels. Indian counterparts expressed (laughs) surprise and concern. They stated that activity of this nature was not their policy, and they're further investigating the issue. Uh, We have conveyed our expectation that anyone deemed responsible should be held accountable. And this is at the same time that uh, the PM in Canada, Justin Trudeau, has said that agents of the Indian government were involved in the in the murder of, of another Sikh separatist who was a Canadian citizen in British Columbia. Speak, speaking of uh, terrorists, did you guys hear what happened um, was it Wednesday up in uh, Niagara Falls? Oh, yeah, yeah, and it, it, what the hell was that? It has been determined not to have had anything to do with terrorism whatsoever, despite the breathless reporting of Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. It was someone speeding on a bridge. Now, I'm sure that the the, the cranky conspiracy corners, well, of course that's what they'd say, because that's the way it is with conspiracies. The inability to prove the conspiracy proves the conspiracy. And it gets so tiresome. But the the story about the Indian government's attempt to assassinate Sikh separatists here reminds me of back when... uh, Erdogan of Turkey was trying to get rid of uh, a, um, a, a Turkish dissident here in the United States. It's a big and a confusing world, isn't it? Yeah. What about all? The, what about all the Chinese agents running around trying to get? Dissidents, Chinese dissidents killed in this country. Secret police stations and such. Oh, yeah, I've read about those, Squeaky. That's frightening. You know, going back to now, more about what you said earlier about Putin being behind Israel. Well, behind Hamas, I think that's how it worked out. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu is incompetent. And Well, no, okay, hold on. Bibi Netanyahu was concerned was concerned with keeping his phony baloney job, and, and as a result of that, he was he was focused on 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 the dissent and outright uprising against his power grab, trying to basically eliminate the Israeli Supreme Court from having any say so on anything that the Supreme Court should have a say so on. Well, I've been doing some thinking now after what you said earlier. Okay, mm-hmm. I've come. To, I've, this is the conclusion that I'm starting to come to now. I'm starting to think that Trump and Putin, at that whatever meeting that they had when he was president, you mean Hels- Helsinki, Finland? Yeah, I'm starting to think that these two masterminded, and these two are trying to team up. And bring back 
the Nazi revolution. Donald, so I don't, I don't, I don't think so, it's so much a matter of bring back as just launch one. You know, they'll never say Nazi outright, but remember, one of our one of our acronyms for Nitwit Nero is SOAK, S-O-A-K, son of a Klansman. Because that's yep. not even that's not even debatable. It's reported. Um, his daddy was arrested in what 1927 at a Klan riot in Jamaica, Queens, against the Irish, and particularly the Irish uh, uh, contingent of the NYPD. He was arrested. He was booked. He was wearing full clan regalia. So, and and then there's the, the there's the suit brought against him by the United States government, Nitwit Nero and his filthy old daddy, for their racist policies in terms of uh, housing access. They have a, a proven policy of refusing to rent to people of color, and would that mark applications twice. By the way, too. Yeah, twice, Jeremy. And they would mark applications with a big C for colored. That was actually, I think, Nitwit Nero's first taste of litigation, and he's he's always been a nitwit. He could have signed a consent decree, saved himself a fortune in legal fees, and just gone on about his business. But instead, instead, uh, I'll fight it. I'm gonna fight it, and hired himself a uh, a, a, a really noisy, nasty pettifogger, a guy named Roy Cohn, who used to be counsel for none other than. Uh, Joe McCarthy during the McCarthy communist witch hunts. So when he runs off at the mouth about communism this, leftist that, there's a reason. I think Roy Cohn and Trump are my favorite relationship for gangsters ever. Especially when it came to his death and Roy Cohn died of AIDS, a gay man who's had sex with other men, but Trump swore on his deathbed. Roy Cohn was not gay. He just like having sex with men. Well, that's what Roy Cohn said, Jeremy. I'm not gay. I just like having sex with men. <laughs> and, it, and and it's it's sort of a it's sort of a distant precursor of people like Nick Fuentes now. I mean, they don't change. Uh, Roy Cohn said, "I'm not gay. I just like having sex with men." And Nick Fuentes now, who is a Nazi. Uh, who, uh, you know, mouths off and run the Jews, you know. Uh, Nick Fuentes says, uh, said that it's actually, let's see, what, what's, what's gay? Okay, Nick Fuentes says he has never had sex with a woman. And Nick Fuentes says that it is, in fact, gay for men to self-pleasure. But it's also gay, according to Nick Fuentes, to have sex with women. I can't sort that out for the life of me. 
but that's who the little Nazi is. And of course, it was Nick Fuentes, uh, uh, whom uh, Marginal Trailer Queen appeared alongside at an Amer- at the uh, America First rally. Keep in mind, Nick has also claimed he's ex-gay. Really? I didn't. I missed that part. I'm pretty sure that it was said somewhere time this summer. I saw it somewhere in the news. It's just a little blurb where he came out and told the world he was ex-gay, converted. But then he came out with, a, you're gay if you have sex with women, if you're a guy. At the same yeah, time, I, I so think, it's a I think, contradictory. I think it all gets so confusing because alongside that, you've got, uh, oh, oh, who was it? Uh, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who is now ex-gay. And Milo Yiannopoulos was toxic and nobody could do anything about him. Until the right wing itself said, nah, thanks, bye. I'm going to correct myself. I think it was Milo, actually, that came out as that gay. It wasn't Nick. I got the two mixed up. Yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah. Never know. We'll see what happens. I just hope next year, this time next year, we're celebrating a victory. Well, let's work toward it. You know, because uh, hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. You know the old saying. Just got a note from Cat in Ohio. There's a challenge on the table, y'all. Cat in Ohio says... uh, uh, the, B, the 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 fifty two B booby nitwit Nero challenge fifty two bucks. Come on, people! Robin needs a new iPad. Time for the equipment upgrade. Yeah, this thing's um, over four years old now, and that's ancient in terms of technology. Thank you, Cat. Thank you so much. The fifty two B B fifty two booby nitwit Nero challenge is on the table, and uh, fifty two uh, any combination that leads up to fifty two dollars will get doubled, and we will be down to seven six forty. 636. 636, so thank you. Um, Okay. I've got a little clarification here. And this could happen. A top-of-the-line iPad, our kind anonymous internet friend tells me, is around a thousand bucks. I'm offering 500 for the equipment fund if you can raise the rest for the equipment fund, and that's the deal. Okie doke. Well, if we do, if we if we finish fundraising this evening, that part will be raised, and we will qualify for the iPad challenge too. So let's let's take uh, let's let's take advantage of what Cat said, and Cat offered the 52B booby nitwit Nero challenge, and then we'll go from uh, six. We'll work from 6:36 downward. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kat, and thanks, kind, anonymous internet friend. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Ben, you mentioned the uh, the whole uh, Rainbow Bridge, Niagara Falls car crash thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a man and his wife driving a <clears throat> $300,000 Bentley. And they didn't 
they, their speeding car crashed in flames. The couple died. They were, uh, according to the mayor of Niagara Falls, New York, they were headed for a concert in Canada. The couple with the $300,000 Bentley, I mean, the, ripped from the pages of popular music of days gone by. Today I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. A little voice in my head said, don't go, go back. You can never go back. Well, the $300,000 Bentley driving couple who died in the fiery crash were on their way to a KISS concert in Canada that had been uh, canceled after someone in the band fell ill. And the FBI has made it abundantly clear it had nothing to do with terrorism. Uh, Reuters says terrorism ruled out. Investigators were looking at the possibility, this is from the New York Post, that the driver had a medical incident or there was a malfunction with the vehicle. Bentleys don't malfunction that way. Well, enter... They were coming back from Casino, by the way. That's where they were in America. Okay, and then going to and then going to the Kiss show, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, enter the anointed booger-eating future king of America, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, son of Rafael Eduardo Cruz, the man who forgot to become an American for a really long time. Uh, Rafaelito ran. He did not walk. He did not toddle. He did not jog. He ran to social media to post on that uh, sleazy website formerly known as Twitter and said, this confirms our worst fear. The explosion at Rainbow Bridge was a terrorist attack. Both attackers are dead and one law enforcement officer is injured. I am praying that officer makes a full recovery and is able to spend Thanksgiving surrounded by family and loved ones. Thank you to our law enforcement officers who are remaining vigilant, working to protect Americans, traveling for Thanksgiving. Apparently this is because the only uh, the only media that Rafaelito consumes is Fox News TV Radio Rwanda, because the rest of it's fake news. And he quote tweeted a piece from a Fox News reporter named Benny Johnson, who in years past was a proponent, a pusher, if you will, of Pizzagate. You remember Pizzagate, oh, where God. the child sex trafficking cult was being run out of the basement of a pizza joint in D.C. that didn't have a basement. Uh, but he's... Uh, He's a hard-working, he's a, he's a hard-working little maggot, uh, Benny Johnson is, because not only is he report, a reporter for Fox News, well, no, the Fox News report was not authored by Benny Johnson, he just posted it, and, and, and uh, Raffaellito quote tweeted it, but he does work for uh, Toilet Paper USA, TPUSA, uh, which is run by the man with the world's largest head, Charlie Kirk. Oh, God. Uh, TJ uh, just met Cat's Challenge, so we are now down to 6.36 to go for a Friday on the Front Porch Community Made Miracle. And uh, uh, Jude, offering my hand to Cat and you, Robin. And so we are now down to 6.16. 
blew right past 666. Uh, we're down to 616 to go for a community-made miracle for the final Friday on the front porch of November 2023. Thank you both so very much, and thank you, Kat, for the challenge. So if we can pull together another 616 bucks, new iPad, and that would I'm be... Not- that would be amazing. I'm not one for giving Ted Cruz credit because he does what typical maggots do. They try to hide the evidence when they're proven wrong. I forget who it was, but one of our good liberal senators smacked him down on that tweet, and he took it down, saying it was a terrorist attack. But the proof it wasn't. He deleted that tweet as soon as he put it up. Well, good for him. Maybe he's tired of being embarrassed. It is that time of year, and it's about time for the... Uh, old, uh, the old Cancun, uh, Cancun cruise posts to blossom again. That was his daughter's number. It wasn't his fault. His daughter's one, believe not him. Oh, yeah, right. I hope that child's okay. I'm sure she's ex by by now. And if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for some Black Friday bargains. Mr. Meth Pillow, Mike Lindell, would like you to note that there's never been a better better time to purchase a Mr. Meth Pillow than today. They're having a super sale at, Me- at Mr. Meth Pillow's Meth Pillow Emporium. <laughs> you can buy a you can buy a, a, a genuine Mr. Meth Pillow bathrobe. It was formerly one fifty nine ninety eight, but now it's cut all the way to sixty nine ninety eight. You can get a foam mattress, probably with foam developed by NASA, a foam mattress that, that, that goes for eight ninety nine ninety eight. It's going for four thirty nine ninety nine. Everything must go, and if you order the mattress, you get a gift valued at twenty dollars. Who, if you give your email address to Mister Meth Pillow? Oh God. Uh, he's trying to save the company because what in God's name? I was saying, oh, just trying oh. to save the company. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he's been ditched by Bed Bath and Beyond, Costco, Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda wants nothing to do with him. Even Newsmuck won't have him on anymore. Has the dollar store stopped selling his pillows? Uh, no, they'll probably be selling his pillow after they liquidate post-bankruptcy. Since yesterday was Thanksgiving, and Chris is near to ask, we haven't had an update in a long time. How was Russia's Thanksgiving on the assembly line? I, well, uh, you know, I don't know how it came to be, but there's a lot of pineapple and a lot of Thanksgiving Day cooking. I, I, I found a little tiny... Uh, spiral sliced ham for four dollars, and I baked it with that uh, ancient blend. I mean, it's, all, it's what my mom always did of uh, brown sugar and yellow mustard, and pineapple added to that, and some Dr Pepper or Coca Cola. Either one works. Pepsi, maybe. I don't. I'm not a Pepsi person. But I, I, I covered in that, I put that on it, covered it up, baked it for three hours or so at low heat. Delicious. The point is there's a lot of pineapple 
that gets used during the holiday season, maybe because it's tropical and it makes us think of uh, times when it's warm and lovely, but there's nothing warm and lovely about fat, dead, uh, fat, dead old phony uh, flush phlegm ball. Uh, I think he's on his, uh, I think he's on at least his uh, 13th uh, tawdry uh, French-made fetish uh, outfit. And uh, the pineapples just keep coming. My friends, oh! Yeah. And, and they, they taunt him down there, the little imps and demons do. Uh-huh. And they say things like, hey, Mr. Presidential Medal of Freedom, get over here and bend over. <laughs> oh, here it comes again, my friend. Oh! <laughs> so thank you, for, thank, you, thank you for reminding us, Jeremy. Um... Uh, so six sixteen. Uh, hey Jessica, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving up there in the Greater Rochester Metropolitan Co Prosperity Sphere. Uh, we're down to six eleven, six eleven uh, via the uh, hardest uh, the 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 heart the hardest skating girl in roll in 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 uh, modern roller derby history. I'm so proud of you, Jessica. Um, <laughs> what's that, Arnold? Uh, fourth with that kung fu grip on that mushroom blip. Going back to Nitwit Nero and his tweeting or xing or no, I'm sorry, truthing, triping propensities. Yeah. No. Who's going to destroy me? That sounds like some of the emails I get. <laughs> no, that's my uh, that's my t- text notification uh, alert tone. Darth Vader's voice saying, "Don't make me destroy you." Huh. Okay. I saw a video the other day of Darth Vader in therapy, and that was really funny. So remember, uh, remember John Ratcliffe. Uh, at one point in time, Nitwit Nero wanted him to be, uh, what was it, Director of National Intelligence? Well, he was the Director of National Intelligence, not just that he wanted. Well, uh, uh, it turns out that, and, and this is via the case in D.C. Uh, that's in the hands of Judge Tanya Chutkin, um, Nitwit Nero's pettifoggers filed a discovery request about what John Ratcliffe may have told the prosecution team. It may, in fact, contain damning information in terms of, uh, you know, the classified documents that he stole and perhaps disseminated. 
Mr. Ratcliffe's words of warning to Mr. Trump could be pertinent, even crucial, to Mr. Smith's case at trial. Now, that's uh, the editor of the New York Sun, A.R. Hoffman. Because the document request asks for all documents about Ratcliffe's grand jury testimony. And that's a little bit more particularly uh, described with more particularity than some of the other requests. Yeah. Did you hear, Robin, last week, weekend, Trump at one of his rallies somewhere, and all his uh, brilliance, started talking about the PP tapes. No one's talked about them in months, but here he's proclaiming they're not true. And his reasoning was because Melania said he's a germaphobe. He wouldn't do any of that stuff. What do we all know about urine? Don't make me destroy you. Uh, Darth Vader wants to destroy urine. Is there any way you could turn that off, Ben? I'll turn it down. Thank you. Uh, continue, Jeremy. What do we all know about urine? His reasoning was Melania said he's a germaphobe. He would not participate in that because of germs. Urine is sterile, unless you're sick. Exact, exactly. Just uh, another tell in his that's why, that's why people in special forces training wind up drinking pee-pee in the desert. Right, there's a way to filter it. They do that. They, pit, they pee on steak bites, all sorts of stuff. It will, it's... It's better than leaving alone for the time being if you have to do it. But you can drink your own pee. It will not kill you. It's mostly water. It won't taste good, but it will not kill you. Well, there are probably people out there who would quibble with you over the flavor. There's people have all sorts of kinks in this world. So yes, there are. And as long as, the, as, long as it's two or more adults who are entirely consenting, go for it. They, if they keep their kinks in themselves, don't force them on me. I don't care. I'll right. That. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the religion. Leave the but again, that you, you know that that is that 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 defense or that denial, such as it is, has always been uh, a bit of a red herring. No one said that the hookers peed on Trump. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that that was never the allegation. The allegation is that he hired hookers, Russian hookers, to come to the presidential suite and urinate on the bed where Barack Obama and Michelle Obama slept when they visited Mother Russia. Wait, what? All caps from Brother Deacon Asa. The hookers peed on Trump! He's a sick fuck, says Brother Deacon. But that wasn't the allegation, no. Uh, We got all kinds of sound effects this evening. Um, The allegation was that he paid the hookers to pee on the bed because, you know, he's a soak, a son of a Klansman. That's a Klansman kind of thing to do now, isn't it? Uh, oh. I'm sorry, Robin. 
Yeah, I, I, I threatened it with a freaking hammer and just keep doing it. Damn. John Brittivo, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving How lovely to, you. to hear I'm from to shoot you. My computer, hold on, I'm, I'm going to crash this thing. Or I'm doing just fine. How about you? Did uh, you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a really sweet, uh, low-key, relaxing, quiet Thanksgiving. Yes. Well, good. I, good. I did. I, I got. Re- I got ready to make the dressing yesterday, and I realized, oh, I have no biscuits. So mercifully. Mercifully, Tudor's Biscuit World was, in fact, open over in Fayetteville. So I toddled across the gorge and got a half a dozen Tudor's Biscuits. I call it that. That's cheating, but, you know, my recipe, you got to have cornbread, you got to have you got to have toasted loaf bread, and you got to have biscuits. Well, so, aren't you just, just intuitive? I just got done making that about three hours ago. We just got done eating it about... 30 minutes ago. Marcia made another batch today because all of yesterday's got eight. Oh, God, yes. She had to make more cornbread and more biscuits and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm stuffed, happy and all that stuff. And and uh, not and not in a, and not in a turkey coma yet. Look at you. Oh, I, was, I, I had trouble getting in here because my stupid computer, which I'm fixing to get with a hammer. Uh, y'all were in there talking about Eduardo Cruz and now I thought, wait a minute, that's my sen- that's, that's my senator. I that's your junior senator. I got to defend my senator. He is totally right. It was a terrorist attack and proved me wrong. Oh wait, they already did, didn't they? Oh shit. Well, and there's a certain amount of irony in it, John Bridavo, because they were on their way to a Kiss concert, but the Kiss concert got canceled. Got canceled. But there is a there is a famous Kiss song called Detroit Rock City. That features at uh, that features within the song the sound of a horrible car crash. Hmm. Hmm. And oh, they boy, were yeah. and and they were in Michigan. Does that sound like a coincidence to you, John? Conspiracy? No, it's not a coincidence. None of that lines up. You couldn't make that happen. It has to be. It has to be a conspiracy. Um. How you doing, John? I'm doing just fine. It's cool. been a while since we've talked. How about them Texas Rangers winning their first World Series? Who? Texas Rangers. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> How about that ship? I hear an Astros fan. Oh, man. No, I know. What you what you hear is a, a Cowboys fan, and I was pretty tickled this weekend, too. So Yeah, well, I don't know if you tuned in at all, but did, did you did you uh, hear that the COVIDians are coming for Dolly? Oh, yes, 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 because of the halftime show. Well, because she's a shill for Big Pharma. She helped fund the vaccine that's killed millions. Well, just get her off the stage. Did you see her? Yes, I saw her. Looked pretty good for her age, huh? She's think, looking pretty good they, for 50 years younger than yeah, her age. Yeah, no shit. Me too, baby, me too. I just seem to be getting uglier. I don't know. I did a video yesterday with my little Jenny, and everybody got all excited. Look at her, a pretty donkey. Nobody says, hey, John, you're looking good in that nice shirt. No. Oh, look, a donkey. That's it. She steals the show every time. I sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just can't win, can you? No, no, I, I, I saw I saw Dolly, and what immediately came to mind was that you know there's some 23 year old Dallas Cowboy cheerleader going, well, fuck it. <laughs> she rocked it pretty good. She rocked it pretty good. You got to give her give her give her props. Oh, but, oh she's, she's an angel. Not. Yeah, he'd still be rocking at that age. 
I'm telling you, I got to get off my lazy ass. Hey, you know how that you know how that old saying goes. If you want to know how good looking a woman's going to be when she's in her fifties, just look at her mama. Look at her mama. Boy, howdy! I wonder what Dolly's mom looked like. Cause Dolly looking pretty good. I don't know. My wife's fixing to celebrate her 69th birthday, and she is still rocking. Oh, happy birthday, Marsha! Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Well, next one. In December, December 17th. Okie doke. And then I rolled around in January and turned 17. So are you both are you both Capricorns or is she a Capricorn and you're an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius, she's a Capricorn. Same. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, see, it's the it's the stars aligning. That's yes. That yes. Is. How about that? No wonder we get along so well. Two Aquarii. I do. Aquarius is 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 is. Yes. This is the dawning. Yeah, I know the whole song. Sing it in the shower, I've been don't singing you? Singing it all since they made that song. Yeah, the dimension. Well, I have some very good news. We are down. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you so much to Charlene in Rogues Island. Best from what Charlene do? Uh, Charlene took us from six sixteen down to four sixteen because we are on a quest for a new iPad. Oh, darling, thank you so much for that. That's, oh, a, that's a nice donation. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. So outstanding. Uh, it, it, so uh, four sixteen. That would uh, that would mean that well, basically all that's uh, all that's unfunded now is Tuesday and today, or we, no Wednesday and today. One hundred and sixteen of Wednesday, and today's uh, today's goal, and today's goal is an iPad. So y'all step up. Let's get Robin a new. Yeah. IPad. See the way. I mean the way the way it works is. If we finish this funding, then uh, a, a kind anonymous internet friend will fund the other half of the cost, and 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 I won't have to disconnect from the program for fear that the damn battery is dying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I do my whole. Well, you know, I do my my live show in the in the office here on a computer and all that shit. But my rants, they're all done with an iPad. That's it. I edit them, everything on the iPad, and load them straight up. You know, one of the things I really admire about your videos, and 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 you should know that a, a, a large number of the members of the Horn family community uh, community congregation also are cross pollinated with the Blue Dot family. We love that. We love that cross pollination shit. And uh, big time. And 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 they post your video, and and I love just I, I love that whole vibe you've got going on. You know, sitting on the porch, the rocking chair. It's awesome. You know that rocking chair, I get a lot of comments. You know, there's not a single screw or a joint in that thing. It's just branches with nails. That's it. That whole rocking chair is just with old branches and, and nails. Really? By, yes. I have two of them. Built by an old Mexican man we used to know in Laredo. He built us two of them. And I mean, they, that was that was 30 years ago. And they're still rocking. Yeah. I'm still picking bark Jump. off the uh, off the the branches, the arm where I put my arm. If you reach back there in the back, there's still bark. I peel it off occasionally with my fingernails, just sit there and play with it. But they are, they're fantastic. I get a lot of compliments on them. I love them. But John, when you stay on the porch, why don't you carry an hour fifteen freedom protector to ward off those hordes coming across the border? Yeah. No, 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 no. Jeremy, Jeremy. Porch, now, Jeremy, quit that. He he has he has the AR-15 to. Ward off the, uh, the, the, the herds of 52 feral hogs. Quit it. Yeah, yeah. Are we talking hogs or are we talking neighbors? 
I mean, yeah, it's doing it's, double it's duty. It's always a wonderful day in the neighborhood, the same? Robin. You know, here where I live, and uh, I'm surrounded, and and they don't like me, so they can kiss my ass. I don't really give a shit. You know, it doesn't affect me one way or the other, except I get a lot of cruise bys. And oh, I had a pervert the other day. Oh, yeah, you had a per- you had a pervert oh, right up in front of the house. Got out of his truck, pulled his little pecker out there, and took a whiz right in front of my house. Got him on camera. God, what what what, what you wouldn't have given to have an electric fence up and let him oh, pee yeah. on the wire? Yeah. Yeah, just let that tingle up through there through you. No, it, it's just, that's kind of the, the petty-ass childish shit that I put up with around here because of my political views. No other reason, just that. It sounds like somebody you might have in, expected to be been indicted, say, for January 6th for, I don't know, finger painting I'm, with poopy on the walls. I'm surprised one of my neighbors ain't. I thought he was going to be in there because he's gone for a long time, and I kept thinking, oh, shit, I bet old boy's in there. He nodded, he came back. Unless they still hunt him, I don't know. But yeah, they're you know it's it's a sad statement of our, our society when, when we have to worry about that shit, but that's what he's pushing. Don't think for a minute he's not trying to run on uh, look, a lot of a lot of this are ba- you know, a lot of this shit, John, is just script treatment for from the purge movies. I think he's getting it all out of books. Mine comp probably part of it. Well, remember uh, during during their divorce, Ivana testified under oath that he kept a copy of Hit, well, uh, Hitler's speeches on the night table by the bed. Where do you think he gets his inspiration from? That's what you know. Everybody got pissed off because because he used the word vermin. I'm more pissed off because he keeps saying that that, that our country, the blood of our country, is being poisoned. Really. By who? By who? Because what is American blood? What is that? If not a blend of every nation that has ever made its way into this this country. Absolutely. You know, and and we all know what he's talking about. But, you know, they're poisoning the blood. He can kiss my ass. Well, what's what's the old old Nazi uh, um, slogan? Blood and soil. Blood and soil, yeah. We heard that in Charlottesville. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much. Jeremy just got us down to 596. Damn. No, Jeremy. no, 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 396. 396. 396. Damn, Jeremy, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. I, I, I see a new iPad in your future, darling. I'm hoping. It would be the first technology upgrade, I think, in rather a long time here because... I do all my banking on there. I do all my sh- my shows. You know, I, I do uh, YouTube. So Facebook, I'm just curious because TikTok. we're gonna I'm gonna run off into the tech weeds now, John. Do you uh, do you do you set your iPad? I mean, do you have like a a ring light with a bracket for your iPad or something? Because you know, it's a it's a nice shot. Oh, just prop it up. I leaned it up against a a block of wood that I you know part of a tree just chopped. Just leaned it up against that. Wow. I have an old iron chicken that I put in front of it so I can tilt it just the right way to get the the, the roof in so, the shot, but not the raptor on so, the porch. So uh, we've got uh, iron chicken cam. Is that what you're saying the secret is? Yep, that's what it is. The iron chicken cam. 
Well, I just set it up there where I could get a good shot in front of me, and then you know you're looking right at yourself, so you have a good reference, and you just reach up there and hit that red button, and there you go, you're on. You know, or you're out the gate. Now, it, it, I, there are some days like I brought my iPad into my son the other day to upload the grant. I just did. He opened it up and he said, "Dad, there's eight of them here." I said, "Yeah, it's the last one. <laughs> eight tries." Eight times, and, and some of them are right, you know, all of a sudden you hear some yelling out in the street. Okay. Oh, shit, there, turn it off again, fuckers. Go back to your house. A little yeah, bastards, it's, it's, yeah. You know, most of the time, I used to do them all in the shop. Uh, but I, I started doing them on the front porch. I like it, but when I'm on the front porch, they can see me. So, yeah. Yeah, and that might entice them to come and... Yeah. Wag their wag, wag their wag their tiny little tiny tiny little peepees at you. Yep, they like to come down and let me know they're there. You know, again though, I keep saying I haven't seen the Trump sign up yet. Not a single one on my street now. But boy, he's still he's still got his sign out there that says something about uh, BDF instead of Blue Dot Family. He's got a sign out there that says "Brain Dead Fools." That's so, you know, it's pointed right at me. So. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't I, wouldn't I love to have an intellectual political discussion with him? No. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about politics. But boy doesn't know shit. But boy's just pissed off at me. He That's couldn't all. pour piss out of a boot with directions on the heel. I no. feel so Texan for saying that. Yep. Yeah. He wouldn't know. He'd pour it all over his crotch. He's shitting me. He's an idiot. And, and but but he he tries to be real nice to all the other neighbors who are all Trumpers and you know he's a good old boy so. You know, but he, he, he likes to torment me. Well, Flavio chimed in and said, I'm an Aquarius on the cusp, February 18th, and has said, I have a question for John. <laughs> uh, can't they solve the feral hog problem by making sausage? I heard that wild boar sausage is really good, but I haven't had it any. It is. It in, is good. In France, I had pâté de sanglier, which is wild boar pâté that was delicious. Italy, like Texas, has a serious wild boar problem. We got hogs. Matter of fact, right now, out my bedroom window, there's two deer feeding in the lot right next door. Like oh, they're practically dancing. The deer are practically dancing the can-can in the middle of the road here. <laughs> there it is. It's the season, baby. They're all over the place. You really have to be careful on the roads. Oh, you do. You do. And, yeah. and we, of course, we've been on fire lately. And, really? you know, that, that anybody who ever, as a child, saw Bambi, that forest fire scene is freaking terrifying. Oh man, yeah. You know because children, the 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 greatest fear of child of a child is separation from the parents. And have you have you ever seen Bambi versus Godzilla? I love Bambi versus Godzilla. I love Bambi versus Splat. Godzilla. Splat! That's it. The credits start rolling. <laughs> I did always like that video. First time I ever saw it, I'd about died laughing. So, uh, wild boar sausage is good. I would think it would be gamey. I don't. I can't remember the last time I had any wild sausage. Yeah, it's been a long time. Now, I, it, it, years ago, when I lived in another county, there was a there was a guy there who was an absolute genius with deer. Uh, you'd take your deer to him. He would uh, field dress it. Everything. I mean, not field dressing, but he'd, you know, butcher it. Butcher it and, and package then, it up for you. And he'd package it up for you. Or, and this was the best part, he made absolutely magnificent 
deer pepperoni and deer bologna. Really? Uh, if you've ever had that... Uh, that deer pepperoni sure sounds interesting to me. I oh, like golly it. Moses. Oh, so good. Yeah. Damn, it was good. But the deer bologna, you know, we tend to think of bologna as that sort of gelatinous goo, you know. But if you've, if you've ever, if you've ever, yeah, don't want to, law and sausage, right? Right. Uh, but if you've ever had that, uh, that Amish Lebanon bologna, uh, from the Pennsylvania Dutch area, it's a coarse ground bologna. And the deer, the deer bologna was more like that. And oh my heavenly days, that stuff with some of that. Really? Yeah, some of that wonderful sweet hot German mustard. Hmm. Oh, oh, I mean, that what, good, huh? Yeah, what, it, back twenty twenty five years ago, it, the ultimate hillbilly charcuterie board was that deer bologna and that deer pepperoni, and yes. some. It, oh yeah, just and deer jerky. Yeah, we go, we go, right, we, go wild, we go wild. We go wild over pulled. deer You're here. You're making me hungry. I'm gonna go in there and graze on something else. I'm gonna get myself sick. Jeez. Don't you do that. So, I but I, there's I gotta pie tell, out there, Robin. There's pie. Oh, see, my day ain't done if there's pie out there. I got cute this year. I my I, my 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 grandmother, and I've mentioned it before, but I just love it so much. My grandmother made her banana pudding, not with vanilla wafers, but with Lorna Dunes shortbread. You know, really, buttery shortbread cookies. Well, well for some reason or another. Lorna Dunes were not to be had this year, so I just had a thought, and I saw some of those little uh, aluminum disposable muffin tins. And I thought, wait, well, okay, no Lorna Dunes. So I opted for the the, uh, uh, Pepperidge Farm Butter Chessmen cookies. Okay. And put one in the bottom of each muffin pan and sliced in some banana. And put the uh, pudding on top of it, and I like, I make it more of a custard because it sets up ni- more nicely. All right. And put another, Damn, and then put another chessman cookie on top with the face up, so you could see what chess piece it was. And it was cold enough. I just covered them all up and set them out on um, in my old uh, you know, Weber gas grill, and let them sit up, and they're just as cute as can be. Well, shit, they sound delicious. Just tiny little muffin-sized portions of banana pudding. I like, I like, you know, when they're portioned out like that. And then, uh, you know, and then when I serve it, just put a little, put a little dollop of whipped cream on top of each one, and well, now. There you go. Nice dessert. Yes. My wife started making and talking about muffin tins. Uh, and welcome to the cooking show, by the way. Yes, uh, food porn on the horn. I- my wife, some we went somewhere and and uh, I can't remember where it was. It was sometime years ago, uh, to Thanksgiving in the in the uh, the dressing. You know, you, I don't know how you. Some people stuff the birds. Some people make. No, no, no. We are we are real snobs here, John. It is dressing, not stuffing. Oh, we, there you go. It's dressing. Yeah, that's the way it is here. Because we ain't stuffing the bird. Marsha makes her dressing. But years ago, we went somewhere and they had the dressing, but it was like a muffin in a. You know, just like a cupcake, you know, just mm-hmm. a little. And uh, and she's been doing it that way, the same recipe, but instead of making it in a pen, big pan, she puts it in those little muffin tins, 
and and bakes it. So when you want the stuffing, there's just right there, just a little. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I thought about doing it this doing that this year. The other thing we do, and I've had them all my life. um, They're called sweet potato croquettes. And you mash up the you mash up the can the the, the yams in the syrup. Right. You, you drain the syrup, of course, but you mash, mash them up. Add in a can of crushed pineapple. There again with the pineapple. Um, eat more pineapple. Rush Limbaugh would appreciate it. Uh, and you mix that all together. You take a regular sized marshmallow. You wrap the sweet potato around that. You roll it in melted butter, and then you roll it roll it in cornflake crumbs. And you can put one of those individually in, uh, uh, in, in each one in a muffin tin. I think muffin tins are the are, are a great way to go with a th- with your with your Thanksgiving side dishes. Yes. Yeah, it just makes everything so handy, and it makes it handy for leftovers. You know, you don't have to dig the bowl of dressing out of the out of the uh, refrigerator and then put some on there and either heat up, microwave, whatever. No, reach in there and grab you a couple little muffins, set them down, microwave them up just in a few seconds, and boom, hot dressing. And, anyway. and, and of course, the gravy on the dressing. Of course. Got to have it. Because there's, I mean. It's the law, I think. Yeah, yeah I, would, I, would not, I would not want to run afoul of that. But the, no. the, the simple combination, <laughs> and I don't know about uh, you and Marsha, but I like a lot of sage and black pepper in my dressing. Well, therein lies the problem in my house. I love sage, Marsha. Oh, Marsha wins. Oh, yep. There you go. Yep. That's life. You can eat That's it without sage. Yeah, you can eat it without sage, but she can't eat yeah. it with, so. Yep, so we ain't eating that sage shit. Yeah, so you compromise by saying, honey, you win. That's the way we do it. Mm-hmm. And life, and life is happy. Well, uh, now, occasionally, I, I, every once in a while, she'll make a sage dressing just for me. But I got to be on good behavior or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my dad liked pumpkin pie without the pumpkin pie spice. Really? And so my mother would always make two pumpkin pies. There you go. One See, with pumpkin pie it. spice. One See, without. She loved it, honey. Yep, she yeah. did. She did. Got a note from Cat, uh, having uh, having uh, sponsored the Nitwit Nero 52B challenge. Uh, subject line, iPad. Come on, people. John came on. Robin needs a new Thanksgiving iPad. Give, give, give. Let's hit this. Give, 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 please. Yeah, and we're only $396 away. And we got about 15 minutes to try to bring well, that let, in. Let, let's kick that up. Is it even 400 There's, You know, we got people out there that could step up. It's the holiday season. It's Black Friday. Come on. You feel like shopping anyway. Now you don't have to leave the house and go out and get in all that crowd. You could just, just send Robin uh, a couple hundred dollars there. And you'll sit back, relaxing, thinking, well, there you go. I did my shopping. for. I did it all, and I didn't have to leave the house. It's easy. Yes. and Robin uh, needs uh, a new iPad. <laughs> girl does. I mean. Girl needs an iPad. Uh, we are now down to, <laughs> and the screen's cracked, and uh, but we are now down to uh, uh, 27%. I started out at 100 Batteries aren't, and, and see, the it's a design flaw as far as I'm concerned, because on an iPad, you charge or you do output via the USB-C port. And so I have to go on battery because in order to get the audio from the iPad into the roadcaster, I have to use a TRRS connecting cable to have full, oh, yeah. I know that. In, in order to I have no uh, uh, full binary, uh, binaural 
I don't know. Um, well, let uh, me let me tell you audio. what happened to me. Okay. Uh, I might, I was in I was on a live show and I had several. I have a computer that's been with me a long time here and it started giving me troubles once. I had to restart the whole damn show one time. Uh, in the middle of the show, it crashed. Anyway, other little minor problems. In there. Pop up on it. Yep. Anyway, uh, one of my blue dots stepped forward and uh, insisted upon because I told her, no, that, that's that's not good. You know, we we don't. You know, I'm, I, we we uh, try to get by. Anyway, uh, she stepped up. She sent me a check uh, in the mail for eight hundred dollars. Oh my god! Because uh, she said, uh, well, because. She asked me, well, why don't you just go buy a computer? Well, because my son would kill me. Because my son doesn't buy computers. My son builds computers. Builds computers. Builds computers. So he can build a computer that's much faster and, and, and better graphics, all that kind of shit, whatever he does. A lot cheaper than what you could go out and buy a good computer for. So that was a, a Christmas gift from one of our blue dots. And, uh, that's wonderful. That well, the, 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 uh, the, the big old, the, the big old desktop that, that this program runs on was it, it's, it's called the fab machine FAB because our friend fab sponsored that years ago. And, uh, instead of going out and buying, uh, a, you know, a, a marked up retail computer, I built this you know, one. I, over I built seven this years, one. Robin, everything that I do my show on, uh, was either uh, sent to me by a blue dot or, or, or d- donated the money to, to do it. My, the whole computer system I have right now that's probably about five and a half years old now was sent by a blue dot. Just there it is. Now, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking the other day about how old uh, how old the fab machine is now, uh, and you know, in, on February fourth, John, hard to believe, but on February fourth, this program will be twenty years old. Twenty years. And here I am, proud of seven. But I was trying Take to think. Place I, the trail, baby. I, I think I think we've gone through in those twenty years at least ten computers because that, because yeah. they they just they they run nonstop. Yeah, I hardly ever shut mine off. You know, either either uh, using it for editing or, or just uploading the show or doing the show. It's just constant. You know, I, I have that computer, and then right in front of me. Uh, a guy named Michael Sean, uh, a blue dot out of uh, Illinois, uh, out of the blue, a, a brand new, uh, I don't know how big that thing is, 20 inch, whatever it is, MacBook Pro showed up in the mail. I'm telling you, I would not have a show if it weren't for the blue dots that supported this show. And that, that's the same way Robin is. She wouldn't be on the air if she did not have the support of the Horn family. It's that simple. This is this is what we do. This is this is how we make our living. If Robin needs an, a, a new iPad, she's got to come on here and put on a good show, motivate people to be able to be ha- out of the kindness of their heart to donate. You know, it's not like we're going to Vegas, baby. I ain't been to Vegas, and uh, I don't, don't plan on going. But it does. It, it, you know, the, the the donations that Robin receives and that I receive myself are, are, is the only thing that keeps me from having the lights turned out. You know, every month, yeah, we, month by month. we sweat we sweat the power bill every month, and now sure. it's cold weather coming on. Uh, it's going to be even sweatier because Man. because Man, we're using more that, that need an iPad. Yeah, so we're you. using more of that clean coal fried electricity. You know, oh, clean yeah, carbon that, neutral carbon. Yeah, yeah, I got. And I had a note from Jessica up in the Greater Rochester Metropolitan Co Prosperity Sphere. 
And she said, tonight, I clocked out. She works at the Mayo Clinic there. Tonight, I clocked out at the Mayo Clinic for the last time this year. No, I'm not quitting Mayo, but I'm scheduled for surgery Monday morning. We're swapping my tissue expanders for the semi-permanent silicone implants, the second part of my BA. I haven't mentioned it on social media yet, but will on Sunday. So the Horn Family Community Congregation is among the first to hear about this. So I'll be listening in for the next six weeks while I recover. I hope everyone has a wonderful evening and weekend, and I'll try to give an update Monday post-surgery. Uh, everything's going to go great, and it's going to be beautiful, and I'm so, so happy, Jessica, and not a, and not a little bit jealous. Uh, and Jessica adds, Sagittarians for the win. <laughs> So, oh man! Well, you know we we, we you know we do clown around and have some fun here, John. But uh, your your next door your state next door neighbor to the east, Louisiana, Stan. Oh yeah. Uh, you know the drip 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 of just what a shit eating horror Mullah Mike Johnson is. Oh man! Continues. What? What was that, Robin? About Sagittarius? Sagittarians for the win because Jessica is a Sagittarian. But anyway, anyway, um, I think where the log cabin Republicans have a little bit of a problem with him. You mean the log closet Republicans? <laughs> That's them. That's them. I have a little bit of problem with him. The log. Yeah, it's the it's the Roy Cohn chapter of the log closet Republicans. They're not gay men. They just like to have sex with men. But they're definitely not gay. Not gay. They're not gay. Own own your lives, please. But, no, uh, back before before he became even a member of Congress, Mullah Mike Johnson was, of course, uh, counsel for the Alliance Demeaning Freedom. And he was... uh, speaking at a gospel shop called the Airline Drive Church of Christ. Airline Drive Church of Christ. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, the, that's Church of Christ, so there's not even so much as a, there, there's, not, there's not so much as a kazoo in there, because you gotta, you got to sing a cappella in order for God to like it. Oh, yeah. Um, Music before all the instruments came along and ruined it, you know. Well, so a, a lawsuit had been brought by uh, a pair of parents in a Shreveport Elementary School challenging prayer in schools and Christian sing-alongs. And a, a prayer group called Stallions for Christ. Stallions? Yes, Stallions for Christ uh, that, that, was, uh, that was held at recess when children would far rather be playing than praying. Well, blasphemy, they'd rather be praying. All of them, right? They're little circle uh, yeah. there, one of these. Yeah, they'd rather do that. Shit. Ain't it sad? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, it gets worse, John. I find humor in it. Well, it y- yes, stallions. <laughs> stallions. Studs for Christ, Go right? Go studs. <laughs> Go studs. But he was he was uh, being a good Christian. He was all upset about it, and he said uh, he sent a letter to the editor of the Shreveport paper a week earlier, in which he said, 
In the suit, the American Civil Liberties Union includes several meritless claims that First Amendment rights of two Stockwell Place Elementary School students have been violated because the school failed to maintain the so-called separation of church and state. This lawsuit offers the latest example of the radical left's desperate efforts to silence all public expression of, rich, of, of religious faith and went on to say, The ultimate goal of the enemy is silencing the gospel. This is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Well, uh, at least one of the parents was uh, Jewish. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd that play? Well, they had to flee the entire state of Louisiana. The the suit was partially dismissed by the court because the plaintiffs fled the state to escape the harassment and threats that their children were being subjected to at school. And um, instead, because Mullah Mike Johnson is a terrorist... They had to flee for their lives and the lives of their children. When when Huffington Post reached out to Mullah Mike, uh, his spokes creep, Taylor Halsey, said, You're mischaracterizing his remark. Johnson was referring to any coordinated attempt to impede religious expression that is protected under the Constitution, not any single family. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So why'd they have to move if you didn't single them out? Well, because yeah, because of Christian love. Because God made them do it. Has to be. God works in mysterious ways, you know. <laughs> Is, can you hear that, Robin? Yeah, that little bloop. I apologize, dude. Oh, no, no, that's okay. That's a, no, uh, I get a okay, – for some reason or another, I have a hard time silencing the sound effects on, on Skype. It's it, – I turn it off and turn it off and turn it off and it keeps going. Bloop. Now that's the only thing I have. Uh, you know, I lucky enough I got a new iPad. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's been about two years, I guess, about that. You know, it's one of the new ones. Uh, I love it. Like I said, I do all my work on it. But I had the original, my original iPad, and I still have it. It's right here in front of me in my studio. And the only thing that I use it for is this. Oh, you can't hear it because it's not on. Uh-huh. Never mind. Uh, it, it's all my sound effects. I hit the slap button, but it didn't come on because I'm not. I didn't turn it on. But that's what I use my old iPad for. It's not much. Good. I can't even download new things. You know. Let me see. If it, let me see if I fixed it. Did you hear that? Sound like a slap. That's it. That's my. I have all my little buttons. That's how I I, I control my whole show. Uh, with this iPad, I start the show, uh, start the music. I can change cameras. Uh, I have a, a series of sound effects and, and stuff that I can use, you know. And uh, but I, I, that that all, that's the only thing this iPad is is good for. It runs that one program, so I keep it right here in front of me. And, and then my other iPad I use to record everything and uh, and 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 actually do all my work. I do are. everything on that iPad. So Robin needs a new iPad. Did you get it yet? Not yet. Not yet. We are at, uh, let's see. We got a few more minutes. Uh, we are at 370. 
Let's get three hundred seventy dollars in the in Thank there. Thank you, right Ralphs. Now. Thank you, Ralph. There we you are go. three seventy. Right up there and did that shit. Thank you, Ralph. Yes. Shake the shit out of that. Hey John, sure how's um how's things looking in Texas? Uh is uh who's favored down there right now, Trump or Biden? Oh, down here where I am? <laughs> in my neighborhood? Oh, there's the Trump whole no, the good old great state of Texas. I think the great state of Texas is turning more blue every day. Right now, if you look on the maps, most of us has have us have us at purple because of the the efforts of. Uh, but we're we're still. It's a hard road down here because this whole state is gerrymandered to shit, just like a lot of other states. You want to know what the basic problem our our, our political system is that, it, because we have allowed politicians to pick their voters. That's what they do. But you. Would you say the folks up in near uh, Temple, Belton, and Austin, would you say they're more blue or more red? You know, a- anywhere you get around Texas, uh, Austin, 100% blue, San Antonio, uh, you're looking at Houston, El Paso, Corpus Christi, all of those are blue. The only one in question up there is uh, sometimes Dallas, Fort Worth area up there. It's not say it's a lot more redder than the rest of them. What about, uh, uh, what about the people up in Temple and Belton? Tell, well, that's a, that's a, Temple and Belton. I'm thinking That's just map. about an hour north of uh, Austin. Austin on I-35. Yeah. In there, there's a great, there's yes, a, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a great there's a great barbecue joint in Belton that uh, our dear friend Dr. Allen took me to many years ago. Uh, I think it's Miller's Barbecue. Miller's Barbecue, not the not the franchise Miller. But no, no, this is the Mil- this is the Miller family. They started out. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier about the people in the the, the guy in, in West Virginia who, could, who made the beer, the deer bologna and the deer sausage. Uh-huh. They started out as that, and their yeah. their barbecue was so damned fantastic that they 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 went pro. I think that's happening to a, a company down here, a business down here. It was Cotton's Barbecue forever. Uh, one of the most popular places in Corpus to get barbecue until it burnt down. And then they opened up another little uh, restaurant down here, not too far from me, uh, to keep the, the, the barbecue you know, family business going. But now I look down the street, they're building this brand new, it's damn near like a, I don't know, a really nice big fast food restaurant type of thing. And it's going to be his barbecue. I think they're going to break and eat. Man, they make good barbecue. And good sides, because you know a lot about barbecue. A lot of people like the sides. What you know, what kind of shit you got to go with that barbecue? You know, and they do real good. So I think he might be trying to break out into. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. And and you know, I'll, having I'll having your if you're if you're doing it old school, it's unfortunate but true. But having your barbecue joint burned down happens. Yes, it does. It, it's, it's a barbecue joint. There's a fire in there somewhere. Yeah, it, it's my favorite barbecue joint is Dick Howell's Pit Barbecue on the corner of Sherrod Avenue and Pine Street in Florence, Alabama. And they burnt down a couple of times because you know a spark will get loose from the pit, and the next thing you know, whoosh! There you go, whoosh! All are gone. All gone. But yeah. they keep coming back because the people demand it. Oh, it's yeah. it's yeah. such good pull and. And they, you know, they do uh, they do the white the the barbecued white chicken. They've expanded into that. It's delicious. Sure, you can go to Burger King and get you a good old barbecue hamburger right there. Probably on the menu somewhere, some other place. So it's not barbecue. What's the difference between Texas barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, and Memphis barbecue? I've had you know Kansas City barbecue. Actually, I'm from Kansas, 
uh, Kansas City, and I've had Memphis barbecue, but I've never had Texas barbecue. Yeah, we're more like a, you know, a lot has to do with what the wood, 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 wood you're talking about. We use mesquite down here. Yeah, wood and uh, and and the consistency of the sauce. Yeah. The, y'all, y'all. I think Kansas City's is a little bit sweeter. Yeah, it's a sweeter, a and Memphis, and Memphis is a little spicier. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Texas is kind of in between, and then there's you know. Uh, there's there's Alabama barbecue, and it tends to be a thinner. Well, like you can order it on Amazon, and I highly recommend it, especially for people like me who have to watch their sugar and their carbs. Uh, Dreamland barbecue is available on Amazon, and it's really really low carb, and it's got a beautiful tang and just a little bit of heat, and oh, just. After a while, I start I start pining for it. So, it, once I get the smoker built, by the way, those four miserable number six sheet metal screws that are coated so they won't rust, um, are back ordered with the fine folks at the Char Griller Corporation. But I expect that around December sixth, they will be sending them to me. So hopefully, I'll have the smoker up and built. Before the snow flies, and I don't care how cold it is, I'm going to go outside and be a little barbecue and bitch. I just am. Get out there and do some smoking. Absolutely. I got one of my my blue dots, Joe Garcia, who lucky for me only lives about ten miles away from me. And uh, this guy, uh, when he barbecues, Robin, he doesn't barbecue for one or two people. His barbecue pit is on wheels, and it's probably about eight feet long. Oh lordy, it's one of those. Oh, Lord, the man can cook. And on the other side of it, he's got a, a like a griddle, like a great big griddle. You could cook pancakes on it if you want. But that's where he does all the, the sides and stuff. Over oh, there. golly, that would be so good. He, he, he is fun. Yeah, he just he just built another one. Uh, as a matter of fact, he just brought back my. I always wanted one of, the, one of those big beauties. You know, back in the day, one of the best smokers you could get was uh, from the uh, – New Braunfels Company. Oh, yeah, New Braunfels, I mean, Texas. Yeah, that was the, that was. I went and bought one of those about a week before we got married back in 1993, and <laughs> never do this, by the way. Never do. Uh, and and uh, Annette and I catered our own wedding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just got don't. other shit on your mind. Cooking, yeah. really? You know, um, not to age you, Robin. Do you have anything planned for the 43rd anniversary of your first night radio? Uh, oh my God! Uh, not my first. It, was, it wasn't my fourth. It wasn't my first night. I'd been on the air since uh, for a year or two, but I know what you're talking about because it's your birthday. Exactly. Yes. Because I was on air when John Lennon was shot and Jeremy was busy getting all borned. That's what December. It's December fourth, right? Damn, so much just happened. December 8th. December 8th. Yeah, it's December 8th. It's fucking old. Okay. Pearl Harbor, December 9th. Okay, uh, y'all, we have, oh my goodness gracious. We have a miracle. We have a Friday on the front porch, community-made miracle. Oh, shit, me. We have a Friday on the front porch miracle. Pat said, oh, what the heck, you need the iPad, I'll cover the rest, enjoy, you're welcome, a miracle. Thank you, Cat. Cat, I can't thank you enough. Cat, That's fantastic. That is damn nice. Cat, thank I you wanted, very much. I wanted I wanted to tell you, John, I have been to Texas once. I've been to Dallas before. 
Have you? Yes, in 2005, for my 25th birthday, my friend and his mom got us tickets to the Chiefs-Cowboys game, and we drove down from here to Dallas. It took us eight hours south on I-35 to get there, and it's a pretty good time. Who did they play? Dallas played who? Cal- the Chiefs. Chiefs. Never heard of them. Well, I too, I, 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 I too have been to I, too, I too have been to Texas exactly one time. See, we, we're trying to make it better down here. Just yeah, and Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Al- Allen. The team that Forty Nine Have you seen our beach? We got a beautiful beach down here. No, the, the Texas Riviera. You ought to come. Yeah. No, the Chiefs beat the Forty ers in the Super Bowl, and then the, the next year the Chiefs lost to Brady in the Super Bowl, and then two years later we beat the Eagles oh, no, in the no, Super Bowl. No. I was talking about this week when the Chiefs lost. Not over the Super Bowl, not their wins. No, the Chiefs lost to the Eagles. You know, the sad thing is I have not seen the only, the only football I have seen this whole season was just the other night uh, when Dallas was playing uh, the the Commanders. I saw it right up to halftime. The score was 20 to 10. I started my live show and somebody came on later and said, hey, Dallas won by 45. Really? That's the only thing. Wow. Now, right on. I, I have not seen, as my son calls it, I haven't seen any sports ball this year. None. And, and there's one coming up, and I don't give a shit, hell or high water. I shut down everything for that day, and that's the Army-Navy game. And I will be Naturally, sitting in front of my yeah. ass in front of that TV. You bet your ass. And uh, I will not miss that one. But, man, with my schedule going the way it is, I, it's hard to catch a game, man. Well, it is. It, it, it absolutely yeah. is. And, uh yeah, because you know, Robin, uh, everybody just naturally assumes that everything you talk about on the air, ah, you just know that shit. Didn't even practice nothing. Didn't ever eat nothing. Didn't dive into anything. Didn't nah. prepare a bit. Nah, it just comes natural. Just open the, <laughs> just op- just open the mic and wing it. That's it. Just wing it. Fake it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a note from uh, uh, Steve, uh, not in New York. Uh, if you see this on time, Friday on the front porch. Give my best to the congregation. I wasn't able to join the porch tonight because having dinner with family. Be well. Oh, and most importantly, go Bucks. It is that time. My beloved Mountaineers will close out their season tomorrow by hosting the Battling Baptists of Baylor. And fingers crossed. Uh, should be rather brisk in Morgantown. But maybe I'll get to... I'm going to try to watch a little bit of it. If it's not on ESPN Plus, because I can't get that for love nor money, and find myself sitting in the car listening to the radio broadcast, you know, in the middle of the third decade of the 21st century, and that's you know that's on me, not them. So, not but ESPN Plus isn't on any of my uh, any of my viewing platform packages. Well, I, TV is more complicated now. Than it ever was before. And Remember the good old days when you had to stand up there and hold the antenna for your mom just so she could see Johnny Carson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Stand up. Yeah, that yeah, antenna. Yeah. You stand. You stand on one foot. Uh, uh, keep the other in the air. <laughs> ar- one arm up and their tongue just so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold it right there. It's good. Don't move. Don't don't for, don't forget. Before they invented the remote, you were the fucking remote. Yeah, 42, 44, 55. <laughs> Omaha. Omaha. Oh, Robin, I just, I'm so tickled at that, that, that you had a miracle today. And thank you to all of the Horn Thank you for, for coming by, happen. John. That's thank just, you so much. Just, this is just, it, it's, it takes a load off uh, uh, Robin's mind. You know, she'll be able to do a little bit more progressive shit on him. 
She'll have all of her shit together. Yes. Have you got all your shit together, Robin? It will be. It uh, will be when you get the new iPad. See. Right. Yes. It's wonderful. Thank you, Horn family, for stepping up like that, baby. That means a lot to, to, to Robin. I know it does. And now, Robin, you can put the old iPad in the Learjet. It's just something to use on the flights. Right. And you know, we've we've got we've got we can just keep it plugged up to the. Uh, 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 just keep it plugged up, and as long as yeah. I had the shut the fuck up song on that button. That's my most popular button on my old iPad. The shut the fuck up song. I remember that, John. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a couple bars. Just a couple bars. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. Let's go. See? Love nobody it so much. Me. Love it so <laughs> much. Uh, John, it has been entirely too long. Thank you for coming by and uh, bring, well, bringing your wit and your I'm wisdom. I'm more often, Robin. Sometimes I just get beside myself with shit. I'm oh, gonna... I know. You just get, you, yeah. as we say, you just get war plumb out. That's it. That's it. You get tired. But the fight goes on, and you will be here, and I will be here, and we will continue the fight, baby, because it's all about the fight. We have to win. Yes. I'm, uh, I, mean, I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if you've perused it. Um, it's terrifying to read Project 2025. Oh, yes. I am encouraging everybody to. The only words missing from that is re-education camp. That's the only word missing. It's there. It's innuendo or whatever they want to call it, but it's in that direction. Yes, I encourage everybody. If you can't go read the whole thing, just Wikipedia Project 2025 and read the cliff notes. That will be enough to scare the shit out of you. They want to move from democracy to something else. I mean, you've got uh, here's a perfect true. example of that. Uh, another of the domestic terrorists who participated in the attack on the Constitution and the Capitol on January 6th, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution had the story of 33-year-old Jack Wade Whitten of Kentucky Stan, who uh, can be seen in photographs beating police with a metal crutch. Oh, yeah, nice guy. Dragging an injured officer to the ground. Prosecutors are asking for eight years in prison for him. In the midst of the in the midst of the mayhem, he screams at the cop, "You're gonna die tonight!" And then he went on Instagram. Uh, then on Instagram later that day, he said, "I dragged the injured officers officer and show and take a, took a picture of blood on his hands and said, "This is from a bad cop." Yeah, I fed him to the people. I don't know his status and I don't care to be honest. I'm sure he did. Can we can we laugh about one thing about January 6th, though? And the speakers moved this week to release that extra 40 hours of footage. Upon doing it, instantly people started calling up people on the tape they recognized. And it got, got like 12 more people arrested on the spot. There you go. So it backfired the Republicans what they did. They thought it would show something that wasn't there, but they actually identified more people from public knowledge seeing that video. I just can't get over the fact he's got a porn app on his phone with his kit. If you look, I'll know. Are you shitting me? Really? Leave the kid alone. Ron, what are you talking about? You, you, you and Travis don't have an app? You don't share one? What's wrong? Uh, no, no, no. Not that one. Not that one. Okay, I want to make sure. No, no, no. If he's looking, I don't want to know. Really? Yeah, really. No, sincerely. I don't want to know. You're an adult. Yeah. And that's not any kind of accountability I want any part of. Yep. 
Well, one last one. You know what they call a kicker in the professional news biz. biz. Oh, you got a kicker? I got a kicker. All right. Uh, it comes from uh, the uh, a school district in Iowa. Yeah. And and they have a uh, they have an email that they send out send out every day. And their email has a respect quote of the day. Respect quote of the day. Uh-huh. What, let's hear it, Robin. Uh, this Iowa School District's quote of the day was, My honor is my loyalty. Isn't that beautiful? My honor is my loyalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was a commonly used motto of the Waffen SS. Hmm. Go figure. And is sometimes attributed to Heinrich Himmler. Uh, the Indian him. the Indianola School District, their superintendent Ted Inns, said the staff member didn't realize that the quote was from a highly inappropriate source. I first want to apologize for the oversight. Um Using a Nazi quote was completely unintentional, and it won't happen again. You know, I don't think, I, I, I consider describing a quote from a genocidal Nazi monster, I, I consider uh, referring to that as a highly inappropriate source. It's, in that sense, under-described. I have a translator for that apology, though, because this is what it sounds like. He's really saying, oh, fuck, we get caught. Don't, don't like, hate us forever. Don't yeah. ban us. Don't, don't cancel us out. That's what he's Please don't. Uh, yeah. Sorry, he's sorry to get caught. Yeah, please, please don't shit-can me from my phony baloney job. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. <laughs> oh, Robin. An inappropriate, an inappropriate quote. Seems to be popping up all over the place, those inappropriate quotes, huh? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't even want to know. I'm not going to look. I, I swear, though, they must all be tapped into something uh, something like Nazi website of the day. <laughs> Nazi quote website of the day. Yeah. Here's I'm an, inappro- they, here's an inappropriate like quote for your, for, your, for your school district newsletter. My honor is my loyalty. Zeke Heil! Zeke Heil. Snap those those heels together when you do that, too. Jesus, these people. Well, i got to get out of here because the battery is dying, but soon that will be remedied. It will, and I'm so happy for you, Robin. And thanks again to the Horn family. Oh, thanks for being here, and and thanks for uh, helping motivate folks. It's wonderful. I didn't motivate them. It's in their heart. It's there. Yeah. I didn't do it. It's because they love you, Robin, and, 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 and the Horn family is just like my Blue Dot family. You know, I, I often say it. My rants, that's my shit. I come out three times a week on a camera all by myself, run my mouth. That's my opinion. But the, but the Blue Dot family meeting, uh-uh, baby. That's more about the family than it is about me. And that's the same way Robin is with this Horn family. Yeah, the, I, I, this is, together, you know, th- this, this, this effort will be 20 years old, like I said, in February. Wow. Just wow. But it never would, it, it never would have gone anywhere 
without the motivation that began it and the dedication of the community that has continued to create it day in and day out because this is a this is a this is an, an ongoing conversation that is re, that is regenerative it's it's wild i mean brother deacon asa pointed out how a few years ago a bunch of years ago really uh, we thought we thought elon musk might actually have a handle on a better future. And it turns out he's just an ugly little fascist uh, yeah. right-wing pissant. Sometimes oh, some, sometimes you have to let things... Uh, what? Uh, you have to let things mature? Like, like good wine. Yes. And, and that's... And, that's and, and, and this community has allowed this conversation to really be a 20-year record of the evolving and sometimes devolving nature of our nation and our world. And it blows my mind. does every time I turn on my camera, Robin. Yep. And one of these days I'll get brave enough to turn on mine. You better get ready because, uh, you know, this new computer thing I'm doing is so I can have... Uh, others join me on on the live show on camera. Ooh, I will definitely so, do that. I will get. I will, I'll get, I will yeah. be looking forward to it. You, you know, it, that would be great, and I'm going to tap you on it too. So absolutely. Uh, you know, All the right. the other Good. night, uh, the other night as we were wrapping up on things uh, on uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Eve, I did. I snapped a little selfie, had my headphones on and a little red holiday sweater. Right. It may be the cutest selfie I've ever taken. I was fixing to say, I bet you look cute. We'll see there. It just, you know, I know I'm ugly shit. I don't, I, I lost that shit. I turned that camera on. I don't care. That, that, Ian, you know why they love me? It's my beard. It has, it hides half my ugly, you know. I'll quit that. Uh, my, my, Marsha didn't marry no ugly man. Oh, no, no, no. But he sure turned into one. Damn. <laughs> quit that hey y'all listen uh the back porch is going to continue after this program goes off the air a little extra broadcasting to make up for the missed time um this evening um so uh, if you want to continue the conversation feel free to pop into the chat uh after the program goes off the uh, and, and that's why i don't connect the front porch so that the front porch can keep going once I've shut everything down and started doing the upload. So I hope you will. My goodness gracious, thanks so much. I hope you all have a wonderful, had a wonderful holiday and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our challengers, our a la carte contributors. Oh, my heavenly days, a miracle. Been a bit since we've had one of those, but we have one. we got a fighting chance to end November okay, and oh, who knows, I may do something crazy like get health insurance. Thank you, thank you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. I hope you're having fun, Roger. Uh, I know you're, you're going to be away for a couple of shows. Uh, enjoy yourself, please. Uh, thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. I will look for that dongle. I didn't even know they existed. Um, Thanks for the thanks for the uh, ongoing technical advice. Uh, 
And uh, thanks for everything you do for Head On Live, Brother Deacon. And please, if you're listening to the podcast, like and subscribe to it. It helps the program build visibility. I was checking, uh, I think we've got just on Podbean alone now over the time that we've been there, uh, something like 650,000 program downloads. And if you do that on an hour-by-hour basis, that's something like north of 1.8 million hours, which truly does blow my tiny mind. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster, get your RSV vaccine, get your flu shot. Wear your mask when you're around groups of five or more, particularly if any of them are maggots, because, you, well, they don't think much of themselves and they don't care about anything about any anyone but themselves. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Like I said, my current little bottle portable hand sanitizer has Tinkerbell on it. Um, maintain your social distance to the best of your abilities. Be safe during these holidays. Try not to get sick. And, uh, you know, if a certain Louisiana mullah comes toward you, blabbering about how the enemy is trying to silence the Christians, I'll avoid mullah Mike Johnson like the plague, because, well, he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.